What's up, guys? Welcome to Geek Domination Podcast. Today is January 24th, 2016. I'm Zane Coppage. To my left here is Jean-Luc Navant. I'm alive. Cross from me, <laughs> Cody Spitzelberger. He's back, and he's he got back. a new trick. I don't know what the trick is. Let me know what it is. Tune in next week to find out what the trick is. And on my right, <laughs> as always, what? Anthony Tyson. Uh, what up? <laughs> So it's been a while since we've uh, sat down. We did. Uh, John together. We're back. Yay! Yay! There was much rejoicing. Uh, it's a new year. We decided to do a new theme song. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We did. Capcom. Capcom is not going to sue us. Pay no attention to it. No, they're not going to. It's going to be fine. It doesn't. <laughs> if you think it sounds like anything, you're wrong. If, <laughs> if you think it yeah. sounds familiar, it's because you've heard the theme song before. Uh, that's great. You okay? Yeah. I just, <laughs> <laughs> like, what? We're, we're like two minutes in, and I'm already like at a loss. New record. Breaking records. So a lot has happened since stuff the four has of been us. a lot of shenanigans. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Sat yeah. Down at this table. So for our topic today, we'll be discussing a new series, or I guess the the DC return for two series and beginnings well, of two series. Well. Right? Return for two mid-season. That's what I mean. Return for one new season and a brand new series. Yes. Yep. There's other random stuff we're going to talk about. We'll talk about that later for the actual topic. Uh, right now, though, we're going to get to some some of the weirder pieces of news that we wanted to discuss just because it piqued our interest. Yeah. Uh, Conversation. So the first thing up is uh, I think let's just get out of the way. The Destiny <laughs> bullshit that's happening <laughs> okay, right now. So if you guys haven't heard, there's this game. It's called Destiny. Been out for a little while. It's pretty good. Allegedly. A lot of people hate it. Allegedly. And it's pretty accurate. Supposedly, it's rumored that we were going to be getting a Destiny 2 this year. That's going to be the next big main game after the first couple expansions and everything. Allegedly. Allegedly. There's a comet <laughs> and all that yeah, nonsense. Yeah, oh yeah, there's a lot of secret <laughs> names for leaks. And, yeah. yeah. Crap like I, that. I heard they were partnering with Square. It's going to be Destiny 1.8. Mm-hmm. There we go. Point six. The final chapter, the final comic chapter. from soft. The final some expansion. Of the, yeah. yeah, the final platinum expansion. Platinum <laughs> 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 plus. Super Ultra One Point Eight Edition. Yeah, <laughs> but allegedly that was supposed to come out in September, and the rumor is oh. that that rumored release of the rumored game, Rumorception, has been delayed. <sighs> Why do we care? Because sites like Kotaku Love have a shit. quota. Of articles and posts, I think, <laughs> at this point, that they need to put out there. I think, like, half of them have to be bashing Destiny. Uh, yeah, or or at least, like, for instance, let me just put this out there. Jason Schreer, who's the guy that wrote the Kotaku article, talking about, the de- as he puts it, the great Destiny malaise of 2016, <laughs> which is fantastic and awful all at once. Um, he wrote in this article that he, has, he knows someone who is very close to Bungie, which... Doesn't inspire any confidence in me at this point. <laughs> he knows a dude. Yeah, exactly. Dude. Exactly. I know a guy whose cousin knows a person <laughs> whose roommate who, who, who works as a janitor oh in Bungie's God. office. Who was born in the same hospital. <laughs> well, <laughs> he wrote this article, and you can tell that he's actually a fan at heart, but that he's trying to write an article about the sentiments that the fan base is feeling because Reddit and everything is exploding with like this where's our next big piece of content? When's our next thing? And it's like, Bitch, SRL just ended. Like, yeah. that was the last event, and that was last month. Mm-hmm. Complaining now is pointless. Yeah. We have Iron Man again next week. We do. And then we also have the doubles. Sweet event, Valentine's which, Day event. Yeah, the Valentine's <laughs> event when uh, well, on the 9th. I will join for the doubles, for yes. sure. I'm down. Yeah. 
Pebbles. You should come back for Iron Banner. It's Rift. It's Iron Banner. Ooh, it's Iron Banner. Rift. Oh, that could be fun. And there's PSN exclusive armor that will be not. I mean, my warlock could probably throw down. It's like two thirty, and you need to be above two thirty. That's all it is. Is it just two thirty? Yeah. And like, yeah. This is nothing into your ability, but we can carry you gear wise. Like in the sense in terms of, I mean, my warlock is like probably like 10 away from where you guys are at because what like the max we're almost 320 maybe? i'm 320 i'm 318 yeah okay so i'm 15 or so are you above 300 yeah i'm above I'm really? i think on the world we took him on the one raid that's so right. yeah that's that's what got that's me cool. there above 300 um but anyways you read this article that basically that was the supposition and all that stuff going on right now what's interesting about this is like you said like they're basing all of this solely on a bunch of leaks that happened last year and the year before which needs to be yeah. made clear that That's a leak new. is not an announcement. It, just because yeah. it says it's official document from that company does not make it anything valid for public knowledge. That's stuff that they talk about behind closed doors. And by the time you see that leak, that, that piece of information could have already changed drastically. So to say like... Oh, there was a planned release date on in September that's been pushed back. It's like fucking asshole. Shut the hell up. Yeah, for once. God. God. Damn I it. hate that stuff too so much. Like with yeah. the movie industry as well. People oh, love to true. spout off yeah. rumors as facts, and every time that happens, I just like shut the fuck up. I or leaked information as fact, and it's like if they're not willing to tell you what it is, that means yeah. that it's not valid for any sort of supposition or anything like that. It can be. It can influence a thought and an opinion. But it's here's nothing fact. Here's something I have learned from game developers and from movie alike. Yeah. After all my time with WoW. Okay. <laughs> um, you cannot take anything that Blizzard says until it is legitimately usable in the game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm yeah. not. I'm not even sure if Demon Hunters are actually coming yet. Until we've seen pictures. We've just seen pictures. <laughs> no, just there's been like so many times where like, for example, like. One of the big things that was supposed to happen in Warlords was there was supposed to be like a hunter revamp. Like all the mm-hmm. hunter suspects were going to get absolutely rehauled and everything. And it was going to be great. I forgot about that. And it was going to be really cool. And then like two weeks before they released, they said, fuck it. We're going back. <laughs> See? So there you go. There's another example of such a, an instance. Back to the drawing board. I yeah. mean, like literally like we've seen so many things. The like, Legion's still in alpha. Mm-hmm. It just released its second big really? alpha patch. Mm-hmm. Wow. We're not supposed to get it until September. Oh, yeah. I guess that's true. Yeah. Hmm. Half huh. the specs aren't even in alpha yet. That's nuts. There's, I think I think there's like 16 specs playable in alpha right now. I mean, there's so many spec overhauls and with the artifact weapons and with the class halls and everything. Just to bring it back to the Destiny topic, I mean, shit that we saw before alpha and during the alpha of like this concept of locking your subclass never made it that into stuff, the final build. You had the stuff like... Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Fate of All Fools and 347 Vesta Dynasty that was in the game since, was it House of Wolves or Dark Below? Uh, had to have been Dark Below. Yeah, because that's, right. that's when uh, the guy with the brain damage got... That's the, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fate of All Fools might have been for the other. Regardless, yeah. the fact that we didn't see them until Taken King. And they were both overhauled to be different names and perfect. The fact that we saw exotics in the data mine at the beginning of mm-hmm. Taken King that still aren't released... That we know are being drip fed to us throughout the year, so that we're not burning ourselves out trying to hunt those down yeah, right away. I'm okay with that. So am I. Know I. A lot yeah, of people aren't for sure. I'm fine with it. But yeah, no, it's just we're in. Yes, we're in a content gap. Yes, we know they've they've made it clear that there's something bigger coming later this year. That they're not done telling the story from the Taken King all the way through. 
till later this year for free. Like we're getting that content later. Yeah. Just shut up and wait. If you can't Proto wait, pick up another game and have Seriously. fun. Seriously. Well, and then there's also, like, with the division coming out, too, it's yeah, probably wise that they leave, like, They some have to have room. something to compete with it. Yeah. 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 Dado made a great video this week. I don't he did. I exactly what it, it was called, but it was basically, like, people have this mentality that if you stop yeah. playing Destiny, you can't go back. Like, no, I, if you stop playing Destiny, oh, all your stuff goes away. Like, yeah. you can never touch it again. If Bullshit. you don't check on it every no. month, you're fucked. Like, no. Honestly, like, I just, like, I decided, you know, like, oh, I have an hour. Uh, what do I want to do? I don't know. Wait, I want to listen to Star Trek music. What could I listen to Star Trek music and play something with? Oh, I could do that in Destiny. So yeah. I just no. randomly ran around, listened yeah. to fucking da, 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 and I'm yeah. just, like, shooting things. It was yeah, kind of peaceful. Yeah, yeah it was yeah, yeah. cathartic. That's all it needs to be. Like, yeah. it doesn't need to be this, this high strong thing that makes you on edge because that's not the point well, of it. Well, it's the thing, like, at the, us at this point, like, we log on for raid nights, and at this point, we're doing almost two full clears a week. Yeah. With... I mean, with how much, con like, we're, I mean, we're going through those challenge modes, we're doing those challenges, like, three times each just to get those challenges done that's on true. every character. Yeah. We're almost just like, fuck it, like, fuck orcs. Like, we don't necessarily need to even beat them this week because it's not the challenge <laughs> week. Well, I mean, I still want to do them. I still enjoy killing orcs. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's fun, but fun. It, I don't know. I don't want to do it more than, like, once or twice. No, like, no. that's the thing. Is like, twice is really yeah, pushing that's, it. Yeah, uh, that's a lot. Of yeah, you don't need to burn <laughs> yourself out. Especially when the other battles are just quick and easy. No, that's that's true. Like, we were going through, like, on Thursday, and we had, like, doing Golgroth Challenge, which is rough. Mm -hmm. And we had people bringing alts, and it was, it was a little hectic and stressful just because people getting used to doing different roles. All, con all and controls and... Like, all that stuff, because, I, I mean, it was rough. And then also just, you know, fatigue kicks in at a certain point. You're just like, yep. oh, God. But we're getting through it, and we're having fun doing just that much. We're hopping on for Iron Banner weeks, because as a as a clan, we're knocking it out. Me and Neo go so fucking hard during Iron Banner <laughs> weeks. You guys go insane. I'm happy. You know what's funny is I'm, a ha I'm so happy that Jess came around completely, like, 180 degrees. Just on. as long as That's she's true. playing with us. Yeah. She's fine with playing in Crystal. That's true. Except for when she's on the other team. Rest in peace. <laughs> oh my god, I saw all of that. Yeah, I saw the fallout of that. <laughs> Never forget. Yeah. So good. Such an applicable meme. I just remember that whole... Was, were we trying to do, like, sword kills? We were trying to do something for you and involved crucible PvP kills. It was... Was it the bounty where I had to p kill you from behind? Or was it the sword ice cream cone kills? It was either the sword or it was <laughs> what the fuck? chaperone. We call them I ice cream cone yet. kills because oh, all you're yeah, around is the hilt. The hilt. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But regardless, we were, like, running around doing them and... We got to put on separate teams, and me and Jolly was like, "Oh, this is yeah. this is it. <laughs> <laughs> we can do it." <laughs> no, the sword ones was the best though, because Cody Cody hit under a bridge, and I just had a uh, an an ammo less sword, so I was just hitting him with the hilt. <laughs> sword kills, nice and then going. people started Great. realizing what was happening and started coming to kill us. It was it was fantastic. But no, yeah, too like, fun. Room, moral of the story is like, don't take it seriously. Don't take anything seriously. Don't yeah. take anything that. Bungie says until it's in the game and we see it. I mean, there was the whole right. auto rifle debacle in the last patch too. That yeah. was just that was stupid. That was really yeah. stupid. Like, I'm not trying to defend Bungie on that one. That one's fucking stupid. That was People dumb. just they took it way too far and they bitched about it way too much. Well, and then the community right now is all in, up in arms about them hiding the fact that they turned on this new matchmaking system in January. Oh, no, the skill-based one. The skill-based yeah. one, and people are bitching about that. And it's like whatever. Like I feel like it actually matches you in a better game. Per game. I am completely okay with <clears throat> developers like Blizzard and Bungie who are doing these huge, massive multiplayer games. Yep. Not having to relay every single little detail. Clarity's nice, job, but... Let's just play the game. Yeah, Clarity's nice and all, but 
we don't need to know every little thing as long as the game's playable. Which that being said, there's a lot of lag going on online with them right it's now. Better. It's got yeah, it's, it's just been bad since SRL started. That's true. One of my favorite examples of a a stealth patch in a game was during WoW. It was during Siege of Orgrimmar, the the mm-hmm. world first race. There was this boss in there. His name is Thok. He's this giant dinosaur. <laughs> Thok had two phases, and how you would trigger one phase is by it was like a certain amount of people in your raid had to be below a certain amount of health. Mm-hmm. So there was method, like the world was group. It was like, oh, we can just stay in this phase forever, right? So there's this famous video of them pulling it, like, the day it was released. And, like, he gets, like, stacks and gets more powerful the longer he stays in this phase. And he's, like, 78 stacks, 79 stacks, 80 stacks. And just keep going, keep going. And all of a sudden, they just die. And there was, was like, what? What happened? <laughs> they go it again. And in the middle of the encounter, Blizzard had patched the fight to where you couldn't go above 30 stacks or it would infinitely <laughs> or it would automatically kill you. Jesus, Jesus Christ. And it's just like, yeah, it's stealth patch. I also love that they did it while the team was like, what, in the what middle are the, of the encounter. That that would happen. Oh, they, they knew exactly what they were doing. <laughs> <That's beautiful. laughs> oh, I'm sure. Oh, my God. Oh, that's horrible. That's Stealth so badges, they're fun. See, they yeah. should have waited till he was at like 2% HP and then. <laughs> he was like sub 10. Jeez. That's. <laughs> Dude, way to go. Way to go, Blizzard. <laughs> Blizzard's kind of assholes. So, okay. I also want to speak real quick just because they were talking about Destiny 2. And Dado brought up a fun little thing that actually got me thinking during that same video. He brought up what he the only thing that he'd like to see happen that's really the, drastically um, different the was the clan functionality. So I kind of built on that thought because I was also thinking about the one problem that everyone's facing usually is vault still. Everyone oh. wants to hold on to like that trophy from your one of like, hey, I use that gun, which I'm the same way. I have a couple guns. I'm just like, yes, I still, I'm I not breaking do. that one down. Oh, I still have Dude, almost all my vault gear. Yeah, a lot of my Crota Zen gear. That's how sure. I am too. But uh, what'd be interesting is if they developed. A certain, like, not exactly the tower, because you still go to the tower as a marketplace, but some sort of attached to the tower kind of load-in area for your clan. Like, you just go to it, and it loads up your clan's little That'd be sweet. Set. Like a so, uh, like a secret base or, like, a... Yeah, basically. essentially guild like housing. A, yeah, yeah that's what that'd be awesome. Um, up to 12-player occupancy at one time, but then it has rosters on there and the ability to, like, post stuff to, like, some sort of, like, forum that's in-game. That would be a lot. I would I like it. I yeah, like yeah. the customization behind it. Um, The fact that you know, WoW hasn't developed guild housing after all these years is, is a similar feeling. That yeah. Yeah. It'd be cool. I just don't know. It'd be good for recruitment, I It'd think. It'd be good for recruitment, else. but how exactly would you, like, so would it be like if you're in, would it, how do I say this? Yeah. Is it a separate tower in the sense where, like, say any of us go to this place and we go to our section of the tower? It's kind of what I was thinking. So how exactly would they implement, like, getting, say, Anthony was... Joe Schmo over here who just wanted to... Hi, oh, I'm he, Joe Schmo. I want to play with these guys. How does he get into our tower? In essence, it would be sort of like I the in. in-game version <laughs> of the invite or the uh, the request system on Sneaking Bungie.net. Confirmed. You know okay. how it's like an approval-based system? Same same setup. It like requires in-game. an invite or something? Yeah. yeah. So some, then, then like say one of us is any one of us in the clan that's online that has the approval you know, administrator. That'd be, cool. that'd be awesome. We start our own little fort. It'd be only for, <laughs> for people who well, are approved into our great. special it'd be a lot club. Easier when you do that <laughs> specifically, so that you can set up multiple. Like, say you have enough people, like 12, 24 people, or something like that, and you want to have like four raid runs of one evening. Mm-hmm. You can then go to that tower space and easily go. Okay, you're going to partner up with these guys, and then we're going to be with these guys. The other side of it too, being that it'd just be a neat thing to have your own little room yeah. area. 
I love that, that you can convert stuff. legacy stuff, like stuff that you're just carrying on your vault that you're not actually going to probably use all that much. And can they like a trophy room? And no, make it we, into oh, trophy. oh my god! Can, can we? St- no, oh my no, god! Mannequins. Can we just get like mannequins that, for each person? That would be cool. I was <laughs> like, just thinking like mounting the gun, dude, like, I like have that Skyrim, that that fusion rifle from year one. That's yeah. just my thing. Dude. I, I want to put that on the wall and just be like, "Yep, cool. there's that yeah. thing." I'd be really cool. And it's on my vault. So like a sweet like. You no, know, it's like the housing in Skyrim. If they, when you can put a weapon on like any of the displays or like the yeah, mannequins, yeah. you can put armor on. That'd be sweet. That'd be really cool. That would like be a really cool little, thing. Like, if it had like your clan logo around it, yeah, yeah. Or go even yeah. as and far. And the only reason why, like, what really brought my mind to that kind of thing was actually playing Black Ops because in the story mode, the, you have your, what's, I think it's called your stronghold. It's a but safe it's, house. It's, yeah, it's a safe house. So basically, you're in there, and it basically has four rooms that load up depending on who's in the game. That's so sweet. And inside that room, you have your little trophy case, a little interface window, uh, your loadouts. But things like that, and you can gear up and create build-outs like, beforehand, and then you all load out together. Like It's a really cool little mini-room, but it'd be really cool if in Destiny you were able to like customize that whole space to be, be your a space. Lot. Oh, it would be. I don't absolutely. know if... I mean, that would be a huge step for them to, to basically yes. fully embrace the clan idea. Yeah, I, I agree. Really cool, but... I would, it was just, I would it was just that. It was just thought I had chasing off of Datto's thought. I was like, oh, that'd be the next step then. Because, I mean, it would solve a lot of the other issues that people complain about the vault space and feeling like they're part of something like in the game itself is a big thing. That'd be so sweet. So, oh, man. Yeah, I know. But, yeah, that was just the tail end of that thought. So That'd be really cool. I yeah. like that a lot. Moving on here. Um, yep. Anthony, we had some Star Wars news this week. Jesus. Okay, so <laughs> okay, so there are two big things that come to mind for me. One, first off, is uh, Episode Eight. It's mm-hmm. delayed. Yep. Now, so it went from a May 2017 release to a December 2017 release date. Um, this kind of came at a bit of a shock for some fans, and a lot of people were like, why am moving it and everything? I think this is smart, because while I was excited at the prospect of two Star Wars movies a year, also for regular kind of casual people casual audience members two movies a year is a lot it is a lot and maybe that would burn out star wars a little bit also you're asking these production teams that take time on crafting the story and the lore to move it up on their production Mm -hmm. schedule more i like the fact that it's moving back and it also owns the release date for that winter time it does in addition well i was was gonna say actually in addition guardians of the galaxy 2 is the marvel movie that comes out earlier in may and they're also working with the other teams at marvel to make sure that they don't impede on their own release they're all part of the same company yeah so exactly want to work together it's all the merchandising like we were talking about earlier it'd be really bad to have marvel's space opera competing with star wars which is like the king of space opera like it'd just be in the same month, that's just not the best policy. Either. Right. And it's it's also kind of came with, um, as a side part of like news, Avatar 2 got pushed back into a, like, an like, unknown. They ran away. Like, yeah, they ran away from Star Wars, <laughs> which, is, which is smart <laughs> on them. They delayed it after that announcement. They, yeah, they yeah. did yeah. delay it after funny. that announcement. Yeah, it, which it just, just looked funny. like they were running away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> we were all, well, like the, the film fans, because Avatar still is, the only thing that they hold above Star Wars still is full on like mm. global yeah. everything combined yeah. they still have the most um uh the thing is like we were all concerned when this first came out like oh avatar 2 and star wars competing oh god oh mm. no and then avatar 2 ran and we're like okay yeah ran away <laughs> okay, okay. okay. Yeah. good kind of like <laughs> so, marvel and dc butting heads all the way up until well, dc's like we'll move our data up i, I guess yeah that was that was really silly to me too because for yeah. them like it makes sense for them to have like 
own a month. Yeah. yeah, and and because it increases both of their revenues. Mm-hmm. Like if they're both good movies, then comic book movies get brought up more. Yeah, so. exactly. Um, so then on the other side part of uh, Star Wars news, mm-hmm. there was an exciting trailer released yes, for we Rebels. Watched it right before this. Yeah, I it's pretty fucking cool. It's, it's great. You did. Cody you chugged some uh, white girl drink. He uh, <laughs> made lightsaber noises. Hey, that's that's not I quite know. a white well, girl drink. No, he, no, no it, it was. was not. He, it was. he had his. It was. Uh, what was it? Oh. Upside down caramel macchiato. Oh fuck. Okay, yeah, never mind. White girl. Yeah, yeah. that is white girl. Um, Looks so amazing. The trailer, man. goddamn, oh, it was so very good. exciting. This trailer, if you haven't seen it, I don't want to completely ruin it for people who haven't seen it because there are some spoilers for Rebels in it, uh, quite a lot actually. But it yeah. is so exciting because we see some stuff that has been put in past lore. Just like, oh, you want some some holocrons? There's some holocrons. Mm-hmm. You want some special lightsabers that you might have seen in a There's new movie? A feature film? Yeah. You want that? Okay, there it is. And, is it uh, is, oh, Yeah. No. The no. Olympic no, we no, saw that's gone. That. We saw enough of that during Clone Wars with oh, his apprentice using two of those. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Although Asajj was pretty cool. Shout she is to, cool, yeah, but yeah, she used two limp sabers. Yeah, two limp sabers. <laughs> two limp dick sabers. <laughs> um, the, the biggest. That's why she's bald. Oh god! What? I don't know. <laughs> Pretty sure that's because she's <laughs> she's Eridonian, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the biggest thing about it, um, and this is f- for you that if you don't want any spoilers, you can tune out for like five seconds. Uh, the reveal of this old master was really wow. exciting. We don't know who he is, but there's a lot of fucking rumors uh, mm-hmm. running around, as it always does when Star I think Wars we all have stuff the same comes out. Name kind of on the tip of our I, tongue. I think people are very. I wanted to ask you guys' opinion, but Snoke. I don't know if it's is like. Is it well? It, Here's the thing, though. So I saw. Okay, go first. (laughs) Is it C3PO? That's yeah. I gotta go. That's where he got (laughs) his red arm, everyone. I thought that was gonna happen. That's where he got his red arm. (laughs) Nobody cares. Uh, Uh, Yeah. No, there's their biggest rumor right now, other than the obvious Snoke, is could it be Darth Maul? There was there was someone shouting out that it could be Darth Maul, and that's an interesting thought. I I don't think it is. I don't think it's on the holocron. I want to say it's Plagueis. That's another. See, that's another name. That's the first name that popped up. That's in my head. for me too. Yeah, yeah. Me the too. fact that he considered orc. I mean, if they really want to dig deep into lore that isn't necessarily considered canon, but this could make it canon, is Bane. Yeah, Bane Revan isn't yeah. isn't Bane canon now because he was in Clone Bane, Wars. Bane and Revan are canon because okay, they were yeah, vaguely okay. mentioned in Clone Wars. Okay, for sure. Perfect. Yeah. Not not to mention that, but Rule of Two. You know. Yeah, of course. Right, right. Retcon. So, uh, so yeah, it's all really exciting. If you haven't seen the trailer and you want to see it, just search uh, Rebel Season 2, like, mm. 2.5 or something trailer, something like that, yeah. and you'll find it really easily. It's pretty fucking exciting. Yeah, it pretty is. Pretty sweet. Yeah, Lots of lightsabers. Lots of lightsabers. Fucking great. Yeah. The one thing we're missing from the cinematic universe all this time has been, well, since... The Rebels Rebels throws fucking lightsabers in your face. Yeah, like say, every that's every got like a lightsaber. other episode is a lightsaber fight. It's Which awesome. Which is great. I also have to say, as the movies kept getting newer, especially in the prequel trilogy, the lightsabers are so big. You know the effects on them? Yeah, they are. In Rebels, it, it totally is like the older trilogy where they're so small and skinny. Actually, yeah. That's, that's one of the things. Yeah. yeah, that's one of the things I love about it. Like... Coming from like an aesthetic point of view, mm-hmm. Rebels is just so great, right? Yeah. So anyway, Star Wars is great, and uh, more Star Wars all the time. Yes. Cool. What's the next piece? Uh, I think, um, unless you have something in mind, I think this would be a good time because um, I know a big game is coming out for you next month. Yes. It's called Fire Emblem Fates. Yes. Um, there's been some news about it this week, and I know this is something that's been touched on before with the whole controversy between changes within the story and between. Um, 
homosexual characters and a bunch of stuff like that between the western and yeah Japan release right and, so and a guide to what you should the guides probably the, not do what, what you should what do, to do if you're someone like me who has wanted to jump in the fire emblem for a long time what how do okay so there's a lot there's a lot going on here so the news piece that cody was referring to is uh, a reveal that one of the things that was gaining a lot of controversy in its initial release in Japan uh, was that there was a scene depicting a female character who was gay. Yep. And apparently she could, if you were a guy, uh, you could convince her to drink a love potion. And then that would change her sexuality from seeing like girls as like not guys and then seeing guys as girls somehow. It was it was what? like it well the thing <laughs> that brought it under fire was some people and this technically originated from probably a Tumblr troll <laughs> which is interesting but it does have some validation um some of the the, the gay rights were uh movements you know and everything mm-hmm. they were looking at this as um social engineering for uh gay change which is something that was done in the 60s and was really fucked up yeah so they saw this as one of those cases um I'm not going to say that that was their intent. Probably not. It was oversight because in Japan, like, they like it's just this weird, weird stuff. But <laughs> Cloud cross-dressing. Yeah, you know, whatever. It's just something, it's something they always, will always do in Japan. So in Japan, it may not have been as controversial. Mm-hmm. Here, obviously, it would be. So now they have made the change to that, that that part is just gone. She's still gay. She's just a gay character. Okay. Which is actually good. Like when this was initially announced, a lot of sites were saying, "Oh, gay uh, romance options are taken out of Fire Emblem." Oh! No, no, that's not just happening. It's just this specific scene, which is probably wise on them. Was it the stupid best. that this whole thing is garnering controversy? Yes. Was it stupid that they had it to begin with? Yes. It was just a dumb move dumb on situation their part. Yeah, bad yeah. writing. Yeah. That's what it comes down to. Someone thought so. it was funny and it. It wasn't that funny. It spiraled out of control. No. Yeah, yep. spiraled out of control. Back to the other part of that. So what do? Yeah, how do you do? <laughs> how do you do Fire Emblem Fates? Well, there's a couple of different ways. Okay, release so date is the release date is February 19th. Okay. For Conquest and Birthright. Okay. Explain. Uh, Conquest and Birthright are the two main versions of the game where you, as a character, get to decide between your two families, uh, so to speak, because. What I understand is you were stolen as a baby from your Hoshido family, and then your Noor family raised you. And while the king is fucked up and, like, not a good guy, your actual family members on your Noor side are actually really nice to you. So it does make the choice between the two very compelling. Okay. So it's not, it's not all dark. Dark side and new gods. And their annual trade of children. It would be, but like Dark Side, like mm-hmm. is a little bit too harsh. You're like your members of your family, they're not very warmongers. They right, want right. to change the way Noir as a society functions. And you as a person could help influence that change once you get rid of the king. So somehow. here's my question. Is it this is a really basic comparison, and I'm sure it's a little too basic. But is is it like are the two games the same? Like, would you look at it they, like a blue and red so like Pokemon type? Th- game? That comparison has been made a lot. Really? Okay. And while that could be somewhat like true in, in how you'll have different characters and everything, you also get a vastly different story. Right. So whereas blue and red are the same shades, no change in story. Yellow did introduce a lot of changes in the story. So, so it's more of like a blue and red versus yellow okay. for each more, story. Okay, just to take it a step further, is it more like 
um, Sapphire versus Ruby in the sense where you yes. have a different enemy, you have a different that's legendary. a good comparison. You have yes, different and no. For the yes and no. Okay. It's it's something for Fire Emblem that hasn't been done before. Something that Pokemon is familiar with. Okay. Um, I wouldn't say this is a complete cash grab. Uh, because of how they've explained the choices and everything to me, this is a and there's deep no real story. requirement to get both. No. There's no like re- not like when in Pokemon where the cop out was that half the Pokemon are in the other game. But in, the, in this sense, the yeah. cop out is if you want to see both sides of the story. Exactly. And both well, so, and then this is where we get crazy. So you have both of those two initial releases. Mm-hmm. Two weeks later, unless you get the special edition, which I'll explain in a minute, you, you get <laughs> Fire Emblem Revelations, and Fire Emblem Revelations is the third path where technically you take a new neutral side to both conflicts and you get a full explanation of what is going on because apparently things get crazier towards the end of the game um and certain characters motivations are explained through revelations that you will not get in either of the two initial releases Mm -hmm. so there's an interesting thing there for you as well i decided to get the special edition because I'm a Fire Emblem fucking junkie and I'm totally willing to play three games three times. Yeah. That's why it's... <laughs> that version of the game is, what, $80? That that version is $80, mm-hmm. roughly. Dollars. It comes with, like, yeah. an art book and, like, a DS pouch. Actually, that one I don't think comes with an art book, although there is a... Like super special bundle, you know. I know there was. Yes. I thought there was one that was like eighty dollars and came with all three, and then like I don't something think, extra. Yeah, you get the pouch. Is it the Th- pouch? That's okay. the pouch. I think it's the pouch. That's the pouch. Yeah. There's also a Fire Emblem DS that just got announced I too, which it. made me pissed off because I, really, I actually got my new 3DS dude, before. I that. really want it. <laughs> I, I wouldn't blame you. I, it looks I'm sexy. I'm kind of tempted on. Yeah, yeah, I just sexy, want guys. the new 3DS that's got the the two separate Pokemon See, set of plates. Oh god, that one is Yeah, but that one, that special edition has all three of the versions $80 okay. and yeah and you get them all on release however I'm not sure when that drops I might actually get that about a week later than the initial release so I might it have might to buy right in between the special yeah. edition yeah I might have to buy Conquest a little early and then just give it to my brother once I'm done with it Here's and then gift. play the revelations now, when, when is the release date for the for the regular the the regular everything should be releasing on February 19th although okay. the it's initial so cool. release date that I got for special editions was February 20 something now that was before the release date got bumped up, so now that could be bumped up as well. Because I hear that if you, it's it's a lot of, because Nintendo's bad at marketing their stuff and giving yes, you an actual true. straight answer. Yeah, um, and getting you stuff on time. So because I got it through GameStop, I might get it a little bit late. I have no idea to uh, be honest. According with you. to GameStop's website, um, it is it says two nineteen. Special edition on the eighty dollars edition, yes. Yeah, okay, and you were right; it does come with an art book as well. So. Oh, it does. Okay, you Excellent. still can't pre-order that. This went through GameStop, right? I don't think you can. I it's, think those are gone. It's unavailable online, and I assume in yeah. store it's probably because like way. when we all when that announcement came out, I'm just like everybody, this is gonna go fast. Yeah. So I if did. you wanted it, get it now. And it's I managed to sneak in on GameStop. Amazon like, was already sold out. And then you like look on the GameStop, and there's like. Final Fantasy Birthright with Conquest, fi- or, uh, <laughs> Fire Emblem. Conquest it feels like with that. Birthright. Like there's so many versions of this game, and I don't understand. Yeah, it's it's a little bit crazy with it. Um, I have one I, more question. Uh, yeah. So Conquest and Birthright, um, you don't choose in each game. It's the one. So the other thing okay. about this game <laughs> is, if you were to buy only Conquest or only Birthright. You have a choice in that game. Technically, you have a choice to buy just like a free version of it. You play up to chapter six, and then you make your choice. It's like, spend $20 to either be Nor or uh, Hoshido, which are Mm -hmm. uh, Conquest and Birthright. And then you get that game Okay, based on that choice. 
So you can either play the six chapters and then decide, or you can buy the initial release and then just play through. Gotcha. Which it's still forty dollars for the two, isn't it? Or is it uh, each each release of the game? I believe is forty ish dollars. But I'm pretty sure there is an, a version out there that's like one with the other, and that's sixty. I don't believe so. Okay, if there it. is, then that's news to me, but I would believe it. Like, <laughs> I Because I, I have the special edition, and that is with Revelations, too. I know that's with all three. Yeah. I know that one. Yeah, that one's none. the 80, yeah. And then the, I, I'd totally believe you if you said there was, like, two versions of it, and then Re- Revelations comes later. Uh, Birthright right. and Conquest I use uh, the $60 one. Okay, so there's yeah. yeah, okay, so the like, like about thirty dollars. Like, there's like a sixty dollar yeah, one, and it's like, like birthright with conquest, and there's like conquest yeah. with birthright. And right. It's like, what? Both mm-hmm. the same. So thing. I would assume one is a digital, and the other one is physical. Exactly. Usually, yes. exactly. With yeah. this, with the sixty dollar purchase, I would expect that to be the case. Makes sense. Um, yeah, and then with the game also, you'll be getting uh, some free DLC at first, and then there'll be paid DLC maps later down the line. I saw there was a map pack already. Yeah. Up too. And with Awakening, they actually proved to me that they can do Fire Emblem DLC right. That DLC was not bad at all in a way. Yeah, that's for sure. Like, at first it was kind of like casual and then it got really hard once you got to the uh, children's path where you could see the dark version of like it, what was their future for the kids before they came back. Mm-hmm. And uh, that one was like crazy. You got like waves of waves of shit. And if you weren't there, you could see why all the kids died in their yeah, was... timeline. Okay, so last thing here. For someone who has played every single iteration of the Final Fantasy Tactics series, mm. which holds a lot of similarities to Fire Emblem. Similar. So I am familiar Ish. with the, the game type. Yeah. Have never played a Fire Emblem game before. Yeah. Which one do I buy? For Fire Emblem? Fates. Fire, Fire Emblem Fates. Okay, so the three if different versions. I were to versions, buy one, yeah, I'm probably going to buy the bundle of two and get the third one later. Right. But. This is this is the really crazy thing with it, too. So there's also, for each version, a different market that they're going after. Conquest right. is going to be more traditional in its Fire Emblem approach. People like me are accustomed to having to choose which characters are to fight this person here. So, like, say you have a final boss, and literally you spam at the end of it so you can gain and grind levels up, but you but you grind on the boss itself. You grind through the people that you're fighting. You have three different people attacking the same guy because those enemies are really hard to fight. Um, so, Conquest is going to have more of that traditional approach and less grinding through, like, say, like, fighting zombies as it was in Awakening. Mm-hmm. You know, you just fight the undead hordes and level up that way. Now, Birthright... As far as I understand it, you have more of those abilities to grind outside of the levels. So for someone like you who are accustomed to just, you know, fighting different groups of people and that's how you level up, that might be more your speed See, because it's, it's never, a more grinding experience. I've never really had to grind in any of the tactics games before, though. May, well, that's kind of true. Um, for Fire Emblem, it's, it's different. It's Yeah, it's very key because if you were to take... If you were to go along in the game, like if if a conquest is how I'm thinking it would be, literally you're if you don't have your lords or your special characters that are like the main characters in the game leveled up all the way, and then you're fighting bosses that are coming up against you, and you have like a level ten dude, and you didn't pay enough attention to him, he's gonna get fucked over. Like one of my favorite games is the first Fire Emblem that came to America, um, which is I think for Japan Rekinoken. I want to say and that one uh, literally each of the special characters had a special mission that literally they had to fight separate of from the rest of the unit so if you didn't have them leveled up immediately mm-hmm. they died very quickly and there was no way for you to win 
unless you like ran away and managed to get your other units to cover them. But then right. again, at the end of the game, you had to fight a fucking dragon with that person <laughs> anyway. So it made sense to level them up. That's right. that's where yeah. you're going to get with conquest is you need to make sure you pay attention to what characters you want leveled up here. So birthright is more of the birthright is just beginners like yeah it's the beginners guide to fire emblem okay yeah as far as what I understand and then revelations is like a mixture of the two cool nice huh fire emblem that wraps up fire emblem awesome yeah you and I wanted to discuss this whole Oscar thing and yeah, we'd also like to gather news. these two's thoughts on it because uh, yeah we and I kind of lightly touched on Oscar's ours thoughts so there's so annoying well they are this is this is <laughs> yeah, the thing so like for like a movie junkie that i am the oscars are important but i also annoy me immensely mm -hmm. um because yeah. a lot of the voting board are very old dudes that are kind of out of touch of what honest, the genres white, are evolving to old white people sure that's yeah. true and they're all mostly males um so the thing that came out was this year some people are giving them shit for not having enough uh diverse groups um involved in the academy nominations when you look at it it's mostly all white and yep. um, no female directors, which they had some great female director movies this year. They Carol, did. I believe, was one of them. And uh, apparently that one's fucking amazing. Um, so there was a thing going around to boycott the Oscars this year. It started with mm -hmm. Spike Lee and Spike Lee. Spike Lee and Jada Pinkett well, Smith were the two. Well, Spike Lee started it off and he was just like, no, I'm just not interested. That's the reason why he didn't go. He's like, yeah. it's just a bunch of white people in there and I don't I don't really care about any of the movies. They don't relate to me and I don't I don't give a shit. Mm -hmm. Which Spike Lee is like that kind of dude. He just doesn't That's give a shit. That's validated too. Yeah. yeah. And his wasn't propagated by any type of like social movement change. He just like simply was like, fuck it. And then Jada Pinkett Smith came out because Will Smith did not get a nomination for Concussion, where some people were saying he probably should have. And then she's like, my husband didn't get this, and I'm boycotting because there's not enough diversity in there. And then Will Smith was going to go, and then he decided to join his wife. And it was kind of, it felt disingenuous for and them to start And it's just sort of, it, the whole thing is kind of just spiraled out of control. It did um, spiral out of control quickly. However, there is some validation. There, there is some validation to it. Although I don't agree with boycotting because I no, think it's really stupid. It is. Um, that said, though, there was a change. Oscars announced that they were going to make changes to how they did the voting board. And when this yeah. came out, I was actually kind of excited. So the biggest change that they're doing is not only are they going to get a new... Um, they're going to be recruiting to look at more uh, people and... I guess you could say it's sort of filling up a quota, but they don't mean it to be that way. They want to look at more diverse groups of people to bring into their voting board, which I think is good. I think that's that's good because it yeah. has been all 60-year-old men. There also is the biggest change, and I think this is the most intriguing change, mm -hmm. is that every 10 years, your status as a voter is going to be reviewed. Have you been watching these films? Have you been caring? Have you been involved? If you're not, you get out. And mm -hmm. some of these guys have gained like their fucking flight status forever, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> on the on the voting board. And that's why yep. there's a bunch of old white 60-year-olds yep. voting on stuff that they don't understand or care about. So that's Which, that's that's why that's the best change. Yeah, absolutely. The one thing that I kind of brought up, well, me and my boss, because my boss is the one who kept bringing it up to me, because he's you know a, a thirty year old black male who's also just like, yeah, that it is kind of fucked up. But then he and I both brought up equal points that we don't want to see them do the band aid fix of <laughs> let's just nominate a shit ton <laughs> yeah, of black exactly. people because you don't oh, fill up black. a quota. Oh, there's no white representation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he's like, I was like, well, honestly, we just need to see more diversity in Hollywood. Period. Like and, all across yeah. the board, directing, writing. Like, like I was telling him, like the hard part is that most black people go to the films, they see someone like 
your Denzel Washingtons on screen Denzel. and go, holy shit, I want to do that. Yeah. And they want to go into acting. But none of them go, wait a minute, it took a writer, it took a staff, it took a director. And so there's not much diversity in that background crew. And they account for over half the nominations on that list. Right. And it takes certain people to have the eye to be like, no, I could do this a little bit different yeah. and make it compelling. Exactly. Um, the, one of the greatest things I saw come out of this, and it wasn't meant to be alongside with the boycotting of the Oscars. Idris Elba made this speech a while back, and then it just kind of happened in the same back time. Up to the surface. Yeah, it kind yeah. of happened at the same time. And then his speech was talking about uh, making changes to uh british tv to introduce more diversity and he he approached it with this like magna carta kind of approach really where it. yeah it was really compelling and it was it was interesting it's like it's not i'm not here to per like you know as like oh hey this is about black movement i'm here about diversity you know it's not just about me it's about introducing more asians mm -hmm. into their things like oh we have a uh, a taxi cab driver why does he have to be indian yeah yeah so like just introducing more changes where we see the possibility to not filling out a quota, just recognizing that, yeah, this kind of part has been stereotyped for a way. Maybe we should think about it in a new light because him as an actor was very fortunate because he approached it. Like you were saying with looking at Denzel Washington and yeah. all these great actors, he's like, I'm going to be that guy. And then he just kept getting cast in bad roles. And he's like, well, how do I break out of the box? And then he just did. He found the mm -hmm. right people and he wanted to be that person. He didn't want to be um, black eye insert. He wanted to be the man with twinkly eyes. You know, that's kind of yeah, how he yeah. said, and he is, he does have some twinkly fucking eyes. <laughs> yeah, as yeah. In his <laughs> yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And, and I love it. You know, it's just Idris Elba is such a fucking great actor. And this mm -hmm. is why I keep saying he should be the next James Bond. People don't listen to me because, exactly they have the mentality of it's been a white male the entire time and he's just like no what's the character what's what's yeah. the reason behind that character and it's not white black asian or whatever no, it's just it's... simply can you act like this person are you a suave yeah are you a suave, suave debonair de man with yeah. char charisma oh idris is a suave debonair man with charisma and he's fucking awesome and he's british yeah. so you and know he's british even better <laughs> yeah so built in. but yeah, yeah just kind of yeah. hammer that it's point home in. is that <laughs> there's been this swirling controversy around the oscars and it seems like every one person out there has been that has been speaking on it has been speaking from like a very ignorant kind of standpoint of this idea that like we need to inject super inject this full of like diversity and it's like yeah it's like fill a it quota skill. yeah thinking mindset and then you there's should encourage the them, you should encourage those minorities to perform better and on the other side yeah you should probably widen your board your yeah one board. of my one of my favorite things when i when i think about it and when i think what idris elba was trying to talk about where it's like it's about characters not mm -hmm. about gender race or whatever yeah um captain janeway from star trek go. voyager yeah like she literally influenced me. She's one of like my biggest role models mm -hmm. when I think, oh, how like, what what is a badass captain? And I think of her and Picard. Yeah, like first, mm -hmm. and then then Cisco and Kirk. And mm -hmm. what do I think about like all of them? They had different types of mentality and approaching their roles, but it wasn't like, oh, it's they're a woman, do this. Yeah, no, they are captain and they're badasses. They are awesome first and foremost. Yeah. But yeah, I just wanted to kind of see if you how you guys thought about that or you know anything in regards to you guys there. I mean, I'm pretty much. I think <laughs> it's fine. I understand where people are coming from. Yeah. I also just the Oscars are so dumb to me at this point. It's such an old system. That's that's why these changes right. are making me excited. Well, and then the interesting thing is something I brought up with my boss again right. was it's interesting because the Oscars came around and then slowly over time it's developed its own sort of subgenre known as Oscar bait. In like yeah. everyone knows what an Oscar bait film is. 
and that's and what and that's that image a problem generates in their head. Yeah, I don't think. And I mean, so so fucking deep in coming. <laughs> I don't Brace think yourselves. people should be making movies solely to get Oscars. I exactly. completely agree, and that's why make like movies I love to this. make movies. Yeah, yeah. That's why it's exciting this year that uh-huh. like Mad Max Fury Road is actually getting some nominations, Such a and it's movie. a fucking like action movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. they never get nominated in the Oscars. It's true. Yep. Or the Star Wars nomination. It is. In there, there are a few uh, for makeup and sound, yeah. <laughs> which which are always yeah. the giveaways for those exactly. types of movies. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So the fact that like Mad Max is in the running for like best movie of the year, mm-hmm. I'm just like, wow. That's awesome. Will it win? And I probably not. But probably not. Well, I even said it myself. If I had a movie to pick this year, it's Spotlight for that, and that's because of just what the material was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the fucking acting behind it. Jesus. Christ. Well, then on the the flip side, you have people like uh, you know Sylvester Stallone's Creed that Woo. fan base is like this Woo. is pretty much Oscar quality, and the creators of it were like we never saw it as a possibility to even be an Oscar film, so they never pushed for that ever. And they it's just like pushed for great performances. Yeah. And like, and that's all it should that's be. how it should yeah. be yeah. and that's that's and really how it was come to you. spotlight was the same way like yeah. it's it you look at it with the eyes of like oh this is oscar bait but really like what the creators were thinking about they weren't trying to make that they were yeah. just trying to tell you the story of how they expounded the or they expelled the fucking catholic church mm-hmm. and what was going on behind those scenes yep did you guys see what ice cubes had to say about it because i i pretty much I, mirror yeah, what he said um I, I actually pulled it up he said um they they asked him if he was still gonna attend the ceremony, and he said, "I never used to go anyway. You don't you can't boy, boycott anything you never went to." <laughs> <laughs> that was that was like Spike right. Lee as well. He's like, yeah, "I yeah. just don't give a shit." And then they asked him about uh, Straight Outta Compton, fantastic movie, mm-hmm. and uh, how it just received an Oscar, a nod for the you know mm-hmm. best original screenplay. And uh, he said, "Being upset about the situation was like." And I quote, crying about not having enough icing on your cake. <laughs> and then he went on to say, we don't do movies for the industry. We do movies for the fans, for the people. If yeah. the industry gives you a trophy or not, or pats you on the back or not, it's nice, but it's not something you should dwell on. Yeah, exactly. We got accolades from all levels. We got so much praise for the movie, and that's enough. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's exa- that is exactly it. That's how it should be. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, yep. and I'm, I'm glad for the changes in the Oscars, but I don't think we need to fulfill a quota. Yep. Yeah. The changes are a welcome addition. That's for sure. But like you said, we don't need a quota. I think that's the best way to put it. Yep. And with that, I think uh, let's dive into our topic. Yeah, topic time. Uh, topic. topic today, we're going to be discussing all the new TV shows that came back. You know, As we said earlier. Premieres or mid-season returns or new so season So we'll go premieres. in order. We'll go in, in a certain order. We'll do the DC stuff first. Flash, mm-hmm. Arrow, then Legends. And we'll end with and Agent then, Carter. And we'll do Agent Carter. There'll yeah. be spoilers here. If you don't want to um, listen to those, thank you for watching. Or listening, listening, whatever, whatever you're doing. Get the fuck out. Well, if you're watching us, <laughs> where did you put the camera? How? How? You fucking weirdo. You creepo. How'd you get in my basement? I'm <laughs> Skyping people the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. But, um, let's jump the arrow. Flash. Flash. Sorry. Flash. Flash. I was really excited for Flash this week. I was, uh, I was, like, I was yeah. really excited, and then I was really... I was so mad. So Wait, mad. okay. Um, okay, so, so for someone, for just to explain to you real quick. Barry has had a love interest the entire season. Her name is a uh, phenomenal love interest. Yeah, she's Patty. Patty. She's awesome. Patty. Patty. Absolutely. She's a detective. You know, she she's like, Joe's partner this Joe's season. Partner. She gets like she's like the quirky, like good side of like Felicity, and she's actually so smart. she's reverse Felicity. She's like season one Felicity, but better without not as any nerdy. drama. It's, it's yeah, not as until nerdy. this fucking episode. She's great. So like this episode came out, and we're like, okay, Barry's gonna tell 
Patty, who's the Flash. I thought you were going to say something else. <laughs> what? I thought you were just going to say, Barry's going to fuck her. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I think that already happened. I think we actually even got a little, yeah. little scene in there. That's going like, to happen. But, like, there's a lot of, like, bullshit of, like, no, yeah. oh, like, oh, and then Zoom's going to find out who you love and blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And, um, and there's some random villain bullshit that they do. With the turtle. The turtle is kind of cool. Turtle! Cisco's, Cisco's, like, grand nemesis, as he's thought of it, apparently. <laughs> the way he treated it was sort of like a... Like, no joke. No the joke. The turtle is my grand nemesis. <laughs> kind of. No, no. So the way he kind of presents enemy. it is, like, they made a joke about the white whale. And, like, like you know what I, you know what I mean? Like, that what reference? The, like, no, that's... Okay. I don't know what the white whale like, is. Is that a from, sexual no, reference? From, from <laughs> literature. Moby Dick? Thank you. Oh, okay. oh. The great oh, white okay. whale. Oh, okay. Christ. It's a Moby Dick reference? So it's Which reference. is also oh, a sexual reference. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, no, just more to this, the, speaking towards the fact that in that original work, that was the great nemesis of, of the hero. Oh, okay. Cisco, I, I'm they not referenced, familiar. Yeah, so, so in the original literature of... Of the actual like novelization, Flash. not Flash, no, no connection. They're referencing great literature in the Flash at this moment. Oh, in the fact that Cisco says, you know, he's like, maybe we should try and investigate this guy, and then like C- Caitlin's like, you mean you don't mean, and like makes makes a reference. So it's like, like your grand buildup, like, okay, exactly. They have favorite points of the. Um, <laughs> That's what I was trying. Yeah, to, I was yeah. like, what? you went way down the wrong path <laughs> on that. It was great though. Yeah. First of all, uh, Cisco's writing this episode was fucking brilliant. I loved it. I, loved I just it. love how like pondering he was the whole time very like hmm where's he gonna strike next yeah because the whole the whole idea behind them going after the turtle which how he works is he steals kinetic energy from everything everything around him him. it slows down everything Oh, so he's not kind time. of like he's a, rever- but a reverse flash, but not really the reverse flash. <gasps> reverse, reverse, reverse. <laughs> he sucks all the energy out of the room when Pretty he walks much. in. Oh, and they're going to use this to slow down Zoom so they can fight him. Oh. And they're talking, and like one of my favorite lines of that is like, um, Wells like goes off and Cisco's like, yeah, sure, Harry, thanks. <laughs> thanks for inviting me to help you out. Thanks for inviting me to help you out with my idea for world domination. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like so, absolutely Just great. so sparky. He was so good in this episode. Was so great. And I just love, like, the random joke throughout the entire thing that, like, apparently everyone knew about the turtle, but Barry. But Barry. <laughs> oh yeah. Basically, everyone knows that the turtle was a thing, and they're like, but you were kind of, at the time, dealing with reverse flash and, then, like, and this other thing. And he was, like, bringing this. it up with, like, Iris, and Iris is like, oh, the turtle? He's like, how do you know about this? <laughs> how the hell do you know about this? Not even me. But so. all the story is the turtle realizes that um, Patty is someone. Well, before fu- we get to that. Barry had a fucking crackpot idea of how he should tell Patty who that he's the Flash. This oh, yeah. whole plan of how he should tell her is like, let me go to this art gallery where the, the turtle's going to wind up showing up to steal this brand new piece of art or whatever, this big piece or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to reveal myself after I successfully capture the turtle to Patty and have her be there. Brilliant idea, by the way. Rather than just going and finding her and telling her in person, Does, doesn't work. Fucking and doesn't uh, work. the turtle is able to tell that the that Patty is someone that Barry slash Flash cares for. Yeah, he captures Patty. Yep. And um, that leads to a big thing that they've teased throughout the season is Patty is a detective, um, but she has a very high interest in um, metahumans, metahumans, and in criminal science. Yeah, stuff like that. Okay, that's kind of cool. I like that. So, um. They get through everything, and Patty's like, Barry's like, I need to talk to you. And Patty's like, Oh, I'm leaving. Yep. I'm leaving. I'm going to go back to school to get my CSI, science, yeah. CSI license, and then we'll go from there. So it's like, So instead of actually letting us see Patty and Team Flash interactions, you're just going to remove her from the show. Yep. Mm. Giant blue ball for everybody. Yeah, that is so sad. That's multiple um, types of blue balls. 
So as a whole, this return to the season wasn't bad. No, this wasn't what I was hoping for. It, you know what? And I thought about it more in hindsight. It mirrors what happened last year when they did the return from season finale. Was just another kind of like let down episode. I remember you and I talking very specifically. What was when the it came season? Back. What was the second the episode after? No, the episode after wasn't bad. No, it was just it was well no because the return was was bland because they built up Arrow's return more, just like That's they right. did this year. Where I'm they, trying to think they what the episode after true. was because the episode the episode the the mid season finale was when Reverse Flash was it was the Christmas and, and Barry I don't remember what the one after do you do you think it might have like part of that disappointment might be you know obviously expectation and like I think it's a big part uh, the, the hype of return hype. is a big part the of hype it. of return and I was just personally really excited to see the Patty character yeah and that was the interact with Team Flash I was yeah. really hyped on the fact that Patty actually is a character that could handle the truth of Barry being the Flash so well and use that to build their relationship right. when they rather than destroy it and, and it just didn't happen and then they just let yeah. it go that the episode ends on a very high point though um eobard tharn shows up again first flash and what we assume is from earth 2 so mm. the teaser is talking about like well shouldn't he be gone and someone says like this is his origin story so we're not really sure exactly what's going to happen but moral of the story is it's a it's an eobard thon reverse flash that has no knowledge of the events that happened in season one. Hmm. Huh. Which is very interesting. And he's still, he's played by the actor. He's not played by Tom Cavanaugh. He's played by the no, actor he's who played, did. Yes, he's played okay. by the actor who played Eobard Thawne. Great. Okay. The return last year was Revenge of the Rogues when Snart teams up with Heatwave. And wasn't and Glider there? I think Glider was there that time, no, too. No, all she did was show up at the very end to break them out. Was that that episode? Really? That that episode. <sighs> That's not even like a... That's what it's I mean. A return, yeah. That's what I mean. No, you're like right. Both years, the return for Flash has been That's just so, true, so mad. Because Arrow was so hyped last year. What, yeah. was the, was, what was the one last year? For Arrow? Yeah. Was that right after he died? That was the climb. Yeah. yeah. That was the climb, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense then. After he died. Yeah, yeah. so it's the same for both episodes or series right now. Yeah. Um, the only other thought I had, though, and this goes back to what I was talking about with uh, what Kevin Smith brought up at, in that podcast after he did that show, was that... You know, film and, and TV wise, they're going to be dealing with some form of infinite crisis type of event where the universe is clash and, are, and things get shaken people up. People are in uproar that Grant Gustin isn't playing the cinematic Flash. I'm like, I don't what? care about that. Get I just don't like Ezra it. Miller. That's my thing. I'm, I, I'm with you on that. I just, I, yeah, I, and I don't get that yet. I love Ezra Miller. Right. And yeah. I'm just like, that's I need fair. to see him as the Flash. I've seen one movie that I, I appreciate him in, and it was yeah. uh, Perks of Being a Wallflower. Yeah. He's great in that. But then I also think back, I'm like, wait a minute. I've seen him in that film only like I, I i really think i was just like wow i love him but i've seen him in only yeah. one movie so yeah, i don't know yeah. his body yeah. work but that's um, a really cool idea that they're talking about a fucking infinite crisis between the cinematic universe and the television universe right it's well, fucking brilliant and then the other thing that i was thinking of and this was actually before i even read that but it really mirrors that too is they might do a miniature version within the season finale this year of flash Ooh. in that the two universes they've introduced with earth one and earth two come together and people that are still alive in both that are the same person, they'll either take on the body of one with the mind of the other or vice versa. So, like, you might see someone like Dr. Light, which is, you know, Barry's ex. She might actually get those powers and be the good girl or vice versa could be normal with no powers and be the criminal one. And the same could be said about Killer Frost is that we might wind up with a good oh, Killer Frost. No. Because, um, 
Well, because in the comics, what happened was Killer Frost, like at least from the New Fifty Two standpoint forward, Killer Frost was a good person yep. who had to kept killing to stay alive. Yeah, I knew that. And it supported her relationship with Firestorm because so, Firestorm kept her alive. So Mister Freeze, not no, exactly. nothing like that. <laughs> well, like actually, like, like chemically in her in her body to keep like, herself alive. She has to absorb thermal energy from other bodies. Oh, yeah, it's, it's sustain her existence. Yeah. No, I thought I, for a second I'm like, yeah. is this like a diamonds they were no. stealing the no, diamonds? And that's, it makes sense frozen. why like Killer Frost. The reason why her Firestorm. name is Killer Frost. Oh, okay. is, is so, so Firestorm like was a relationship with her because he could feed her thermal energy and she would never have to feed on people oh. like a thermal vampire. Oh. I have to say, I'm getting really annoyed with people commenting about Deathstorm. <sighs> whatever, I don't care. What about him? <laughs> I'm going to watch it, be excited, whatever. Moving what on. about him? I haven't seen the comments. People, people are bitching, or people are assuming that, that they mean the Black Lantern Firestorm. Which is no. a totally different character. No. They're two completely different characters. And people yeah. are saying, well, that means Lantern's confirmed. And it's like, what? shut the fuck the up. The other <laughs> thing that I just now thought of that would actually make sense for that is Gorilla Grodd's Gorilla City is in Earth 2. Mm-hmm. And that, to be a, one of Barry's main Ooh. villains for Season 3, is going to have to be in Earth 1. So there probably is going to be some form of clashing of those. We're going to wind up... I mean, you never know. That might be how they retcon to make... Um, uh, what's his name? Flash, uh, Jay Garrick an old man because in new 52 well i think yeah new 52 it was yeah. where jay garrick was an old man kind of tutoring barry as an old man so they hmm. might do that kind of thing that's who also be cool. easy way to bring back ronnie and have it make sense yeah yep. true so that's kind of where i was thinking is a good route for them to i mean possible route that they might go yeah well the story is flash was disappointing this week but yeah. it's set up to be great the next couple right episodes. exactly so Arrow. Arrow. Oh, no. I love how you guys just said can that. I, <laughs> can, okay, so. can, can I just flip this table real quick? No. <laughs> we have all our recording equipment so. here, so no. I, uh. I'm explaining stuff to Anthony, so I can okay. also explain it to the audience. Before before you get to this, I just want to point out that the first statement on my Arrow note... God damn it. <laughs> um, so, God the damn it. Yeah. first episode of this season ended uh. with Oliver and Barry standing over a tombstone. And Oliver um, vowing to kill Damien Dark. Yep. So it's like, oh, someone's going to die this season. So they've been just refilling a six-month period of time as in all the episodes so far. And we're only, what, two months in? Uh, two months in, apparently. Yeah. Because at the beginning, like, they've been teasing that scene again in all the teasers for this episode. Because how the last episode ended was Ghost shot up Oliver mm. and Felicity. And Felicity's, like, very Ble- wounded. Bleeding, yeah. Bleeding Good. and ass out <laughs> and everything. So how, like, Good. how the episodes were... Like, tease was like, oh, you see, like, all these hospital scenes yep. and Oliver in distress and then funeral scene where everyone's like, they're not going to kill Felicity. It's not going to happen. Either it's so obvious it can't happen or it's so obvious. I just it wanted it to happen. Everyone wanted it to happen. That's the reality. We all realize that it's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. The very uh. first thing they do, episode opens, um, standing at the tombstone again, four months from now. So you're just like, fuck, this still isn't even present? <laughs> no. Yep. Yep. <laughs> So you go through the whole episode, you know, plus he's having oh, surgeries and all this shit. And uh, Arrow's stealing another Batman villain. Okay. That was the high point of this episode. That was the high our, point of this episode. And that's sad. Fucking that, great. Well, it's just sad that it has to be a Batman villain to support uh, Arrow true. at this Again. Point. <laughs> Which Again. leads more credence to why everyone's like, oh, he's no, Batman. No, no, okay, wait, wait, wait. But he's fighting during the day. <laughs> during the day. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's you know, green Arrow. Gay Shut bat. Fuck up, Dave. Commission. At one point during the episode. <laughs> at one point during the episode, they're like, oh, they can't fix her. The nerve damage. She'll never walk again. And we're just like, 
they're turning Felicity into Oracle. Get out. Get you'll, out. Never, you'll never be as no. awesome as Barbara oh. Gordon. Get the Yo, fuck they out. They kind of are, yeah. Ugh. Yep. I thought it was going to happen sooner than now because earlier in the season, like she's bitching about like, how, oh, I don't have a code name and everyone else has a code name. I was like, if they say Oracle, I swear to the fucking God. They're going to choose That's another really similar I mean, silly. Greek name at this point. I would for... go, I'm going to go punch Guggenheim in the face. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, another two, the two other small story arcs that are happening in this episode that really don't matter too much, but Diggle's trying to respark his relationship with his brother. And actually get somewhere. And actually get somewhere by the end of I it. I would like to see Andy take somewhat of a hero role by the end of the season. I don't know. I actually I actually Bros. now am firmly believing that Diggle's in the grave and that his brother kills him. That would be cool. See, and I've said it was Diggle since the beginning. That's the other yeah. thing. At the end of the episode, it flashes back to that scene, and Oliver gets in the car and Felicity's there. So we know it's not Felicity now. Felicity even tells him, like, you need to end this. Yeah. Like, you need to end this. I now. personally <laughs> think it's the... Uh, I can see that too because that was the other that. small storyline that happened in this episode. Theo, we now know so her awesome. bloodlust. <laughs> it's okay. Her bloodlust uh, diminishes when she's under the influence of uh, Damien's powers. Mystic so magic voodoo. I could see that she <laughs> might go to him to try and curb those bloodlust tendencies and mm -hmm. somehow wind up dead. Yep, hmm. that's what I think. That's it's one or the other at this point. Or it's, you it's just one have the whole two. thing that. Fucking Laurel's been useless this season, so just how they've God, kept their track so record. This kept their too. track record, they're just gonna kill her off. That'd be fun. I mean, whatever. I love her, but this season has been horrible. It's so bad. It's been so bad. Yeah. Um Yeah, there's not really a whole lot. It's just it feels like this was sort of an episode to move just to kind of get us moving again. I don't I think this is the last yeah. thing we really need to talk about this episode, but I don't understand what they're doing or the story they are trying to tell with the flashback scenes this season. I don't it's know so confusing. It's it's just there. I don't yeah. I don't get it. It's there because insert it's been something that's here. there for Since the, the beginning. beginning. Yeah. So like well, insert and, and island is, here. It's the, a quota. The weird thing is is if you really think about it, he's he can only do one more season of flashbacks, and then you're caught up with season one. That's yeah. true. So so then they're gonna start flashing back. To <laughs> that's what I was wondering. One. I was seriously wondering that in my head. I'm like, what happened to season seven? Or six. season six, six, when season one is now the flashback. <laughs> it's going to be. It's gonna, no. What it's going to be? It's going to be season six. And Oliver's going to be dying, and he's going to flash back to the Odyssey, which is the episode where he's flashing back to when oh him and Slade yes. take the island. What is this Inception? It pretty is much. pretty he's much of memories. He's just oh. on endless memories. Oh, God. Stop. <laughs> also, he got bit by a shark when he was he was on the island. He's he's a, a whole season about his shark wound. <laughs> I just the only good flashback, in my opinion, the only one I've actually enjoyed this season was with Matt Ryan with Constantine. Oh my that was god, so good! That, so that, cool. that was the best episode of the season. I agree. Yeah. By far, that episode was fucking awesome because I love Constantine. I <laughs> brought back my bag. seriously. Oh. I, I have one more episode in Constantine, and <laughs> I need that show to come back. It. It, needs, I need it, it needs to come, to come back, back so much. It needs to. And be part of this universe because I want to see him interact with other people. I would love like it. Flash yeah. and shit. Get Justice what League, Dark Legend. I was gonna say, what if that happens? Oh, he needs to be on that. Team. If he does, I'd watch the shit out of that. Yeah, well, it's already pretty good. <laughs> I, I, mean, say, I it's, think it's good. It's just this pilot episode is obviously what it was meant to be a pilot. So segueing. Yeah, no. Yeah. Legends. <laughs> um, just go into this right after the Flash on Tuesday. They did two behind-the-scenes things. 30 minutes each. 30 one, minutes for legends, one for Legends. One for Legends and one for Snag. We never talked about this. I don't think there needs to be a lot that needs to be said. New Suicide Squad trailer. 
fucking brilliant. It was pretty great. Yeah. Oh my god, dude, that was like the best thing I have seen in a while. Like, great trailer. I was like, I never thought that fucking Queen and mm-hmm. Bohemian Rhapsody belonged in a trailer ever. I, I would have been like I'd, heresy. People I heard are pissed that they're paired because what? it sets the wrong tone for the film in their mind. I've I think it's so many comments. I think it's fantastic. fantastic. That sets yeah. the tone yeah. brilliantly in my mind. After this trailer, That's I saw crazy. a comparison that Suicide Squad finally feels like what it needs to be, which is a darker version of Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, it's the du- whole duality they're, they're thing well, of craziness but, with the heroes. That, you know? And that's why that song is brilliant for it mm-hmm. because it's introducing the chaos into mm-hmm. like it's what great. they're doing. Yeah, matching up like the explosions and the gunshots to oh. certain beats. And then like the helicopter goes over with the flares. I'm like, yes, it was genius. It was very well done. But I'll voice my concerns because I have them. Yeah, totally. For another time. Yeah, well. Well, yeah, I just uh, thought about that while I talked right, about it. Right, and it, just to get them out of my way, right. so I don't have to go oh, think about it too much. But yeah. uh, I'm more interested in all the other characters that are not the main featured ones. So, like, not Deadshot, not, not Harley. No, I'm with you on that one. Like, they're the ones yeah. that I'm most interested in, because Killer Croc looks fucking brutal. Yeah, it does. Um, Captain Boomerang looks he too looks... much like a hooligan to me yeah. now. Yeah. Like, actually, I'm... I kind of... I He looks like a soccer like hooligan. I, I, I hate Jai Courtney, but actually, yeah. that was, like, the first time that I was like, character, oh, that's funny. I mean, all he's doing is yelling at people. He's like, ah! And then, like, oh, insert beer drink insert here. Beer drink oh. here. Yeah, exactly. My life. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yelling and then beer drinking. Um, Diablo. One concern I have looks with sweet. it. Diablo, Diablo looks sweet. Cool. Enchantress yeah. looks good. Yep. Uh, Katana looks dead on. Yes. The fact that they're actually doing the soul-stealing sword mm-hmm. is great. Probably um, going to be the ones that die, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like... This is largely due to that 30-minute special, by the way. Uh, the way Will Smith pitches Deadshot, I'm not a fan of. Yeah. Because he's like, he's a guy that likes to hurt bad people and it's like you only say that because you're will smith trying to will smith this role wait did he say that he did yeah about his character mm. and i was like but deadshot's not that character he's the guy that's like so He'll proud of for money yeah for money yeah. and he's he's like that guy that's like i never miss a shot i'll have it weave between everyone in the crowd not hit anyone but my target and if i fuck it up it's for free yeah <laughs> it's like yeah oh you're that kind of guy you're just prideful that is worrying actually. and they're like no he's actually a guy that's like goes after bad people because he enjoys killing bad people and it's like I wanted to stretch about that, yeah. That's a Will Smith um, thing about Harley Quinn too. That her voice isn't right. But I'm like, I don't I care about that. Oh my my god! Bigger worry, yeah, my bigger worry is that like we're gonna be set up with a lot of lines in the beginning that establish like her mentality and her character, and then the, for the entire remainder of the film, she's just eye candy because they even showed the scene when she bends over way too low to grab <laughs> the bag, true. and it's just like one giant ass shot of her. Yeah. But but that was also clever because I it's like, like we're. Bad like guy. No, that's, the thing yeah. is, is they used her character to justify a sexual-based decision. I, I think it needs to be an interplay for her character. I don't I, mind it being there as long as they bad, weave it right. It's not bad, but what, yeah. I, like, I, again, what but I, I, see what what I was saying. saying is that it, it brings concerns to mind that that's the main piece of why she's in there. I don't think so, only because I think they're pretty much confirming that Joker's the big bad in this, and her yeah. relationship well, with the Joker will be a big And that's the other thing, is that it's this. not clear what their target is. That's well, true. All they've said in regards to the Joker right is now, he though. is not exactly part of the suicide that's squad. What all said, that yeah. they said is he's a big player that's it I, and then I'm we totally keep seeing and then yeah. we keep seeing I don't these, know. the other thing is that they're not willing to show like leave it to be a surprise if you want you want it to be a surprise but we need to kind of also be aware of what they're trying to go after like what's the point of their mission and really we've just seen like trains getting torn apart and then like weird I, slimy goo at places I don't know like I don't want any more of what they've shown us to like I don't want to know anymore actually I, well, I like and, and the what thing is, is, is I like when it's 
you know, you pitch one thing and then you do an entire other. The problem is that they're kind of pitching both half-heartedly. Mm-hmm, and they're sure. not really pitching what any goal is. Because it's one thing if you pitch like, oh, we're going after the Joker. And then you pull a fast one and you're actually going after something different. But there's kind of like they're teasing both, but they're not really confirming either. That's yeah. true. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I just I don't mind it so much for me because yeah, I don't yeah. know if I want to know. I want my worry is that whenever they go. do that in films, it's usually because they're they're uncertain of what will strike well with people, right? And in turn, they're they're both. Yeah, that's a good point. And that's my my worry is that that's a worry on the plot point. Yeah. Okay. Like we're gonna bring these great people together and they're gonna fight things. Fight what? We don't know yet. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about that. They'll just be doing cool stuff. Here's some explosions. Yeah, here's some explosions. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, look over here. Yeah, it's oh a little bit God. of that, and that's what brings me up. Okay. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Story, look at the explosions. Look, <laughs> look, look over here. Look at that ass. Look at Margot Robbie's Look at that ass just bending over. Let's focus on that for a second. Look at that guys. I love the scene, though. What? You want me to kill everyone? Sorry, those are the voices. They told me to do that. <laughs> just but kidding. Really. That's but not what they said. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was good. But... Right, and that's what I'm saying. I, think... like, I feel like that's going to be the, like, because that looks very early in the film. Yeah. That's establishing her character. So yeah. the rest of the film, they can just go through a bunch of like overly sexed up scenes with I'll her. Be, I'll be the optimistic one and yeah. say that. Uh, that's I'm, fair. I'm, I'm trying to be on that side as well. I'm yeah. trying to be, but, but I hear, I, I, I hear it, you. it just keeps coming Ever since through. she stepped out of the animated series, she's been so overly sexualized. That's true. But then in other places in the writings, she's also been brought forward more as a. Like, yeah, she does sexual things, but mm-hmm. she's also extremely intellectual. And oh, that's yeah. the side that they need to represent if they want to counterbalance it. Yep. Did you guys see the sweet theory about, uh, I mean, it may not be a sweet theory, but yeah. I might be a little biased here, about uh, one of the soldiers being uh, Dick Grayson undercover? That'd be cool. Soldiers Ooh. for so Giggity. Like, whatever. The the soldiers that are in that film. Yeah. Ooh. Like, uh, it's um people <laughs> saying that... Uh, Bloodhaven, Ooh. probably. Uh, Eastwood is playing Dick Grayson secretly. Oh, okay. There's a whole big thing about uh, yeah, it. I, I, I encourage you to look it up if you are interested. Cool. But cool. But I digress. Back to back to that. <laughs> the behind the scenes for Legends was great. I, it... I honestly thought it was dumb in the sense that we've been watching these series this whole time. But what that is for is for like some random person. Oh, absolutely. Legends tomorrow looks kind of cool, but who are all these characters? Yeah, it would absolutely. be for like me. I understand. I understand. Cool. Yeah. But regardless, like trying to watch that after having just watched a bunch of stuff like Flash. You're just like, all right, let's just skip to see if there's anything else <laughs> pertinent here. Nothing, I nothing. Was, I thought it was cool. I, I enjoyed it, and it made my hype factor for Legends that much more. The other side that I didn't like about it is because it cov- like what it covers is also in the first 30 minutes of the actual episode, yeah, essentially. <laughs> so it's like, oh, cool. We get like okay, three cool. summaries leading into this fucking thing. Hey, cool. Yeah, you're right. Okay. <laughs> That's my only frustration. <laughs> just just, un- just unpause uh, un- during, uh, during Katie's scenes. It's fine. It's- yeah, no, pretty, <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. Um, so it starts. Yeah. And it, it opens up with, with Rip Hunter, like, pleading to the Time Masters. And he's like, oh, we need to stop Vero Savage and blah, 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 blah. And he's like, okay, well, we're going. Let's go. And then he goes and recruits everyone. Yep. And the, the little speech thing, that scene lost so much for me without Oliver and Barry there. Like, because the original teaser showed them there. Right. And That's the mentality true. that they made this team with Rip to stop them and now it's like oh they're not there okay yeah oh wow so that's no, like bad marketing they they tried to market something i mean that wasn't in all honesty there. yeah be, kinda kinda because like we also like in the teaser going way back to the like right after arrow season three when we got adam explaining how he survived to all of that team and then like that was the whole thing like that i don't whole think trailer, that's ever gonna like, show up like oh adam's alive sarah's coming back yeah. that's so true 
Yeah. That was the dumbest plant like teaser to show off ever. They had to though. They didn't have to at all. Like let's be honest, they could have just not shown it at all. That's true. And then going into this year the way that they did with these promos and been fine. Yeah. And then there was this like, oh like Ronnie's still there and he's firestorm. No, now it's oh, Jax. Wait, no, now it's Jax because <laughs> Ronnie's doing other acting. X Files. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <sighs> but yeah, will they? Won't they? We'll find. That out. scene lost a lot. I for believe me. it did. <laughs> it really did. Um, and then they go through about twenty minutes of trying to have each character explain to each other or or whatever to their uh, their loved ones or random people or their why we're gonna do this. By the way, I fucking hated what Stein did to Jax. I thought it was good. I laughed at it, but then I was like, this is extremely fucked up. Like, really fucked so, up. So, Jax what? doesn't want to go on the, the adventure. So, Stein... <laughs> on the adventure. Stein roofies Jax what? to drag him aboard to bring him on this <laughs> on the way suicide And we were getting Fire Emblem some shit. <laughs> yeah, I ready for that in our television An elderly series. gentleman roofing a little black kid. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what happened. And what? <laughs> you heard it right. You heard exactly right. right. I say kid, but he's like, He's 20. 24. <laughs> yeah. So 20. Nah. yeah. Oh, man. And what's even funnier man, is that Heatwave yeah, right? <laughs> makes a comment like, you did a really good job on that kid. Like, and then carries him on board. <laughs> it's like, he's like, I need some whoa. of those roofies. Can you help me out? Some yeah, yeah. And he's like, I didn't roofie him. And it's like, you fucking, Jesus you both Christ. sat down, had a beer, and then he's unconscious, and then you dragged him out there. <laughs> he pants the camera. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, I was so, like, disgusted by that scene in a way. I was like, oh, I mean, this does show a yeah. different facet Jesus of his Christ. personality, but at the same time. It's a really shady, disgusting <laughs> yeah, side of him. How many did that to his students? <laughs> yeah, right? Oh, like, like, where does this that lead? That was so funny. Apparently, oh my Ray, was Ray a is a student, student of Stein's oh. back in the day. And Stein's like, yeah, I don't remember. Well, either. and what's even funnier <laughs> is Ray's big hang up. And the whole reason why he wants to go on this mission is he was dead for a short time. And no one fucking cared that he died kind of thing. And that's so he's back and he's like... I didn't make a big enough. Me. I didn't make a big me. enough impact on the world, and so the the miniature version of that is that he didn't make a big enough ver, uh, impact on Stein, and Stein won't remember him still. <sighs> Motherfuckers and named the city after you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Right. Pretty much. <laughs> I, I I understand his sentiment though. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Cool. But anyway, you see, like all the characters like go through and like talking with people, like why they're gonna do this. Mm -hmm. It's kind of cool. Like Ray talks with Oliver and. Yeah, Sarah talks with Laurel and shit. That's a really cool scene with with Laurel and Sarah like training, and it's like both staff versus. I just want to know, like, when she planned to do that, anyways. Regardless of this whole mission, but, like, like the reveal that, was, so dumb. that like, was the cheesiest part of that. I need a suit, and like she walks up, and it's like an, on there one of the little fucking mannequins, mannequins. In, a, in a case, like a frosted case, so you can't I, see. I, it. I almost and shot then... myself when, when she was like, "You need to do what the Green Arrow is doing," and I'm like, "What? Just add a color in front of your name, and everything's good." <laughs> Pretty much, and she's like, "You'll be the White Canary." <laughs> no kidding. That's literally what she is. Because originally canary. she was the canary, and, and then, then Laurel was the black canary. canary. And now Sarah's like, what are you doing? That's just, it, it's that's so it. dumb. Like, it is. <laughs> it is. It was a lot of that to me for that whole first half. She should have just come up with a different bird. <laughs> I'll um, be the mockingjay. <laughs> I'm the pigeon. <laughs> that would be fitting. <laughs> Although it was kind of cool. I, the one scene I actually did like about that, she's like, well, where's the mask? And she's like, you don't need one anymore. It's like, okay, I, pretty much. You're cool. jumping through yeah. time. Who's really going to remember you? Let's be honest. Question. Anybody with a penis? This is this could be like really dumb. <laughs> For all five please, like, please, please. Okay, I uh, being that I know nothing. Yeah, uh, this yep. is probably stupid of me. Are they trying to set up like a Birds of Prey here? Like that's no, because really that's dumb if they are. No, because Birds of Prey is a different. No, I yeah. I know also, I know, but I hope they don't get that idea. There was also an episode in there is. season two called Birds of Prey. There is. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. 
Um, Rip season two. Season two, my heart. Back to the main point, though. We also have Hawkman Hawker, which we got introduced at the crossover episode. There. Theirs is great. They're, like, what's nice about them is that they're performing as well as they did in those episodes because these are the only performances they have. So they don't, they, it doesn't feel like it's almost not one of those, like, like. It's not like Sarah, who has had, you know, a season and a half of character, Ray, who had an entire yeah. season of character. Exactly. Captain Cold and Heatwave, who have had an entire season. Yeah, exactly. So, like, those characters kind of have, like, this vibe of, like, yeah, we just need to kind of establish who we are again. Ugh, this whole thing again. Whereas these characters feel like, no, no, this is our this is our gig. Well, and this it's also very thing. personal to them it going is. after Vandal Savage. Vandal That's Savage true, yeah. stays alive by killing these two in every version of their life because they get reincarnated persistently. And Vandal Savage stays immortal by, by killing, killing them, them and absorbing their life force. They're just caught in this constant curse. 4,000 years or something. Yeah, 4,000 years Which of this curse. Which I found out they merged the, the three iterations of That's these savage. characters. Um, hey, there we go. Got Fucking em. savage. Savage confirmed. Um, so in Savage's original uh, origin, he was a caveman who came into contact with the radioactive meteor, and that's how he gained immortality. That's just flat out his origin yeah, story. He became like super smart. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and this one, he's he's the Egyptian. He's the Egyptian vizier. Priestess, whatever. Uh, he, vizier, because he was the guy that's advising the was his pharaoh. name once Imhotep. Confirmed. I mean, essentially, that's his role. <laughs> yeah, um, that's why that's why yeah. I wreck on it. The <laughs> Hawkman is the Pharaoh, <laughs> and then the priest is who's the Naxuna Moon. He has a that would be uh, <laughs> Hawk Girl, actually. <laughs> oh wow! Um, okay. It's it's straight up the mummy. Um, <laughs> those two up. get reincarnated every life and people, and then they try to find each other All right. and live their life. And then Savage shows up and murders Savage them. Murders them. The, then, but the concept is that what's cool is we get a really nice backstory because we meet. Their son from two past lives ago. Who is... So, he's? it's a professor. So, they went who, back to the 70s yep. in this adventure. They're currently in the 70s. The two of them meet the son from their past life from that point. So, we're talking now like, okay, so modern day, back one life is in the 70s, back another life is when this person was born. This son survived and lived through until this point in time. At this point in time, he then is able to retell their, their story that they, they told him to this reincarnated version of them. So then they get to know their own backstories from him. And that's and what's really he neat. he is one of the, like, it, it's cool. They actually introduced him in the Flash and Arrow Cropsover episode, which is when they originally introduced Hawkman and Hawk Girl, mm-hmm. just as this professor who knows a lot about Savage. Yeah. And then they go back and talk to him, and it's like, oh, he's their son. Okay. From that's a different really life. That's really cool. Which is really cool. I, yeah. I actually have to say, I hope they touch on... At least in the comics, that how Roy Harper is a descendant of Vandal Savage. I mean, that'd be really. That'd I'm be hoping insane. that's where this goes. He's supposed to come I would back. Hope so. He's coming back. Yeah, but that's a thing. Just to think about. Um, wow, this is like. I know this uh, is where it gets <laughs> deep. Geez. What's cool is when they combine that. What they did is in the original books, you know, the the Hawkman Hot Girl, they had a forbidden love or whatever, and then they wound up dying, and the Vizier cursed them, and that's why they became uh, perpetually rebirthing. And this. There's meteors. <laughs> well, that's the thing. They added the radioactive meteor piece and saying that basically that energy gets transferred to each new life. And every time Savage kills them, he absorbs that meteor radiation. That's an interesting way to retcon Yeah, it's it. a little retcon mm-hmm. in there that's kind of nice. That uh, speaks to both those origins very mm-hmm. well. Definitely. Um, <laughs> vibration. Uh, ignore that. Um, <laughs> I didn't like Rip Hunter. 
Oh my god. He is such a flat actor. Oh, and I really hope it's just because it's the pilot. Me too. That- he got a lot better. Okay, so it turns out you find out, you know, they they go get their son, they go yeah. back to their ship, and there's this random guy attacking their ship. Yeah. Why is there this random guy attacking his ship? This is Bounty well, it Hunter. turns out Rip Hunter finally found this team after being rogue for 10 years and on the run for 10 years. Because when he went to the Time Masters to try to give, get their permission to go do this, they said no. Oh. No, and he did it anyway. He he fucking did it anyways. So he's been on the run runner, for a decade, and this bounty hunter is trying to kill him. Yep. And it's like, oh, so you're not a time master? We're not actually legends. And he's like, no, you're not. Turns no out, one, no one knows of you. It turns out the reason why he picked the eight of them is they had very small impacts on the timeline overall the points so he's just like these are people who are for lack of a better word disposable yeah which yeah which then come full circle you have a nice you have a nice speech from white canary about how well he's asking us to change history that means we can change our own fates to be important in history second half of this episode miles ahead of oh my god it's like it's like they recorded it a year apart (laughs) i mean quality never know that's so much better just the writing overall. Yeah. So, and then you just have, oh, no, we're going to do this. You know, let's, oh, let's, let's make a difference. Let's touch on Captain Cold and, and Heat Wave real quick. Their whole justification. <laughs> Heat Wave's like, I want to hurt people. And Captain Cold's like, we can jump through history and steal stuff before it ever became famous, like the Mona Lisa or the Hope Diamond. Okay, we'll go along. <laughs> end of end of reasoning. <laughs> and they let them. Yeah, <laughs> and they let them. But Rip's yeah, Rip like, Hunter I, is like, oh, he's so bad that's too bad because in other things that i've seen him in he's a decent like, actor. okay like you know like the, the like the, the trailer house like oh in history none of you are are heroes you're legends yeah all of his lines are like that yeah they are <laughs> that's that's too bad and then he's... i like i can give a show like this a lot of leeway when it comes to using props to look like they're sci-fi <laughs> but to take a literal plastic revolver gun from a toy store spray painting it black and putting blue lights inside does not convince me that it's a ray gun of any kind i'm sorry pretty swaggy but it's really bad it's really awful he's like trying to shoot it and it just looks like he's playing with a plastic gun it looks so bad he's probably acting it out like he really is pretty much and you know what i'm like i'm cutting this maybe i'm cutting it too much slack because you know what it's a pilot yeah i look back flashes and arrows um pilots had similar problems they all did. all pilots are like try like very rough proofs of concepts yeah it's, yeah, it's, it's trying to sell yeah. a concept that's true yeah. so yeah. once you know you get past that which i don't know if you actually looked into this mm-hmm. next week is titled pilot part two. Oh, so i did yeah, a lot of that. it's gonna be a lot of the same stuff um something i never talked about is why i was so excited with legends is in the, the little teaser thing they talked about how they basically took like the wacky time travel you know mm-hmm. space time continuum bullshit from back to the future and there's a lot of those like <laughs> he, yeah I'm bullshit like that. oh like you did this and now this person isn't going to be born and all that stuff and i'm just like yes all of it so let's go shout out to like i mean flash season one called? did that really well too whenever you'd see the news the, uh, what's nice is having that newspaper yep. that was in uh <laughs> wells's secret room and just seeing that alter all the time mm-hmm. that was cool butterfly effect is what i'm yeah, thinking butterfly of. yeah effect, yeah um, that movie is anyway, yeah, it's anyway, it's yeah. a thing. Well, that's cool. Um yeah. yeah, but you know, it's just one of those things where the action is definitely on point. They they funded the action for this the top the bar fight scene with It was Sarah. really good. There was a brilliant scene by the way. So, so you don't know, Sarah is bisexual. 
<laughs> she slants she more towards Oliver, and she had a relationship with Ross's daughter. Daughter, Lisa. yeah. Oh, Talia. Yeah. Yeah. No, no not Talia. Nisa. The, the, Talia's the, half sister, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And Nisa isn't Arrow. Yeah. Because Talia, Talia is Batman. Yeah. <laughs> so they can't use her. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Every time someone well. says Ra's al Ghul, I just right. think, Talia? Talia? Season uh-huh. seven. Yeah. To wait for it. Oh, jeez. <laughs> but um, there's Everyone this great scene Batman. when they're in a bar in the 70s and God. Sarah's dancing and this guy comes up and he's like, Hey, you should come and hang out with me or and something. And then the like, hour, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I don't know, but, but your lady, she, she, looks, she looks like she could be a fun time. It's just like, Whoa. I, yeah. It's really cool that they're fully just embracing like the whole That's pretty cool. lesbian side of her and yeah. they're just running with it. I, I like that. You know, I, I think one of the things that gets shied away and you know, like you know, like straight or uh, yeah. gay characters is the whole bisexual angle. And mm-hmm. like there there are that people was that are bisexual. One of my sexuality like, is fluid. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's not one thing or the other. Well, that it's was one of the best you. scenes from season two when you have Nissa sent to kill Sarah because she left the League of Assassins. Yeah. yeah, and she comes up and she kisses her when they first see each other. Mm, that was a great yeah. episode. It was like, Whoa, so it was like okay. it was like proper romantic setup. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. like oh, no. cheesy. Or it was it was well un- done. Okay, it was well done. Yeah. That's so, good. Like, good. Good. Has this whole like motivation of like, oh, Sarah's was my lover, and this is why you never approved of her. Like the whole Nissa and Sarah. I like so Friday. far too is that she wants to hang out more with Heatwave and Captain Cold because they're kind of the scumbag characters, and she knows that they'll wind up getting into trouble. And that she can also get in fights because of that, because she wants to exercise her skills. Mm-hmm. Also, she could kill them in like a heartbeat. She could, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the reality is she's going to keep an eye on them, but also at the same time, she wants to have fun with the guys that yeah. are going to do bad things because yeah, for sure. bad things will happen. <laughs> she, she's that gray character, yeah, yeah. always, and it's all now, nice. now she's white. Oh <laughs> no, she's white now. By, on, by, black. by the end of the se- by the end of the season, gray canary <laughs> confirmed. Um, Confirm. I feel like Confirmed. Rip Hunter's One Direction that he's been given by the director is. Try to mimic Matt Ryan's Constantine, please. And he's doing it poorly. That's. mm. I mean, it makes sense because they're both from East London. I think a lot of it is going to change as early as next episode. Because I think a lot of, like, I think the acting was actually on a point where you have this character who basically has to be dramatic to sell these eight people he's never met before. Come on a journey through space and time with me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We'll see how things develop. We'll see how things change. It's just so far I've been very <laughs> underwhelmed by him specifically. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I am I'm not disregarding the series at all yet. And you know, I don't think I'm necessarily sold on Jax either. No, I'm he's not. really poor on at acting. Stein, well, it's also you know it's hard to not group Jax and Stein together. I know. And Stein was one of the better parts of this episode. Well, and he's better part throughout every season oh, yeah. we've seen. Well, him the Stein's motivation yeah. for this, like this whole, it's his last legend. possible it's, it, thing. You know, it's pretty much he's like he's old. You know, this is this is my last hurrah. And that's why he decided to drug and drag along <laughs> Jack. So he's like, hey, this is my last mission, and you're the only thing that keeps me like have powers. So and you're alive, coming with too. Much, yeah. So let's go. So let's it's okay do to do that when you're like 80. Just yeah. go drug someone. <laughs> <laughs> drug a little black kid. <laughs> oh, he's a cute old man. That's all right. Stein's great. Like Stein like, is great. He is a good character. Great character. And it's kind of fun to see like in those scenes that came after that moment with like the awkward <laughs> guilt that he had because <laughs> it was like this awkward. Well, like, all of a sudden, is like, no, yeah, him. I'm okay with this. Like we can stay. <laughs> it's like. I thought that was ridiculous. It took all the way till everyone teaming up and blowing shit up for him to go. I remember what it was like to be on a football team. And I like being on a team, <laughs> wow, man. That's literally wow. his motivation is he likes to be on parts of teams. I'm just imagining teamwork. Him yeah. pitching to the to the um, legend was, group. That he's like, all right, so we can get uniforms, jerseys. We can you know have yeah, numbers. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of you know it's it's, wow. it's just ridiculous because they right? tried. To, 
they tried to do the impossible in this one episode of showing off everyone's motivations. It was a lot to cram into one episode. And justification. I'm going to be honest. I'm like, this was one episode from yes. everything you're telling me it's right now. I'm like, episode. what? It, what is it? Eight, eight characters or something, right? Nine if you include Rip. Rip. Okay. Yeah. See, that's you a know lot what? of and characters they, to develop. I think, honestly, part of the problems with, with what you're telling me and everything just as an outside level, it mm-hmm. sounds like there was so many characters that they needed to get exposition out of the way it that it's like, was. this is this, <laughs> and we need to get rolled. They needed to do this, but at the same time, they've been planting these seeds for Legends all season so, in Arrow and Flash. That's true. Okay, so you think and it could have still been done season for Arrow and Flash That's very true. Yeah. Okay. Like, like, you have, like, season five, like, Sarah gets resurrected, and season six, it's like, Sarah's like... I need to find a better purpose, you know, blah, 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 blah. Ray comes back to life. Oh, I need to find something to do purpose, you know. Episode three of Flash, you know, Captain Cold kills his dad, you know. And Ray's like, there's a hero in you. And it's just like, no. And then, like, no. Christmas episode, <laughs> he legend. comes back and he shows up at the Christmas party, too. And Dude. even then, he's like, you could be a great person. You could be yeah. a great hero. And it's like... And again, what's interesting is is the small little nuances within the episode of him and Heatwave. Because Heatwave is such a polar opposite in demeanor attitude mm-hmm. and purpose mm-hmm. and it kind of shines through you can see him thinking they're like i think i want to do this for the right reasons i don't want the world to go to hell he's like i enjoy being in the world because that's where i steal stuff from and i think that's what's working in the back of his mind he's like i can be a hero just fine because mm-hmm. really i just like stealing and, things and again it loses like <laughs> i think cold is the biggest um one who falls from this this whole idea that mm-hmm. it wasn't barry and oliver that helped rip put these teams together yeah like picked these individuals now it's just like it loses a lot of that. It does. It, it would have been nice to see him trying to corroborate and collaborate with other characters more rather than just cherry pick every character that he wanted and go and leave. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it was good. It, it definitely shows promise. Um, but sadly, this episode, since it was trying to get out like motivations, exposition for every character. There's a little bit of action. you know, With a lot of action near the end that it lost a lot of the humanity of these characters and you just had to get from point A to point B as fast as you could. And yeah. that was the sad part of this pilot. But again, like I said, it's going to show promise because of that. Cause then you can actually grow those characters. What I'm curious about is what other, cause like if we're getting more Hawkman and Hawkgirl stuff throughout the season, cause we're, it's inevitable at this point. Um, what other characters are going to get interesting history lessons or history pieces that like they go back to a certain time and it drastically affects their character. I would really like to see a young something. Stein would be a, cool. A young Stein would be cool. What I was about to say is just history in general with yeah. Sarah and the League of Assassins. That'd be really cool too. Like maybe even before this iteration of Ross, yeah. you to see maybe another one before. It'd be really I'd love to see this show kind of doing a Stargate SG-1 or oh, yeah. uh, Sliders mm-hmm. or you know those kind of shows where they were able to jump through different periods in time very drastically. Something where the medieval era trying to Bless like you. exemplify these characters and the fact that technically a facet of Firestorm's power is alchemy. They're able to trans- transmute Which they other to touch on items in the season finale other... of Flash and they just couldn't fit it in. Yep. The thing else I just remembered is you find out the reason why Rip Hunter has this vendetta against Vandal Savage is in the future. A personal reason. It's yep. a personal reason that Savage killed his wife and his child. Yep. Which is something that, you know, Time Masters aren't supposed to get involved with people because then shit like this happens. He's the exact exact example of why <laughs> they're not supposed to get involved with people. <laughs> and then he just steals the Wave Rider and goes on an adventure. He's Darth Vader. <laughs> <laughs> Question, does he also hate sand? More than likely, <laughs> probably, because <laughs> he, yeah, he has a lot of technology. Oh That'd my god, that'd be a bad thing. I bet it would. But yeah, um, I wouldn't say it's a bad start. I just think it's just really rocky. rocky. It's a rocky yeah. start. It's 
I think it's also hard for us who have sat through. I think know, it's hard for every viewer that has sat through this. You no, know, no, they're just in the sense of three and a half seasons of mm-hmm. Arrow. We've already seen these characters build. We've seen these characters build, and then it's basically a retcon, and you have to start from scratch in a sense of starting a new series. Yeah. It's it's just hard because so many people are going to be coming to this show blind, is what they think. When in reality, probably the Which, largest on one viewer hand, platform. It's smart to do that. Well, yeah, it is because they should have a solid platform to jump in. So on, it but... sounds like they're over accommodating. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, they're struggling between having a good single series and then also having something fit into an extended I think world. In hindsight, what would might might have worked a little bit better is if it was a mounting group, like essentially over like five or six episodes, the whole team assembled. That would be better because this first episode could have focused just on Hawkman, Hot Girl. Shout out and to then Firefly. Thank that you. would that be would really, really that would it, it would justify yeah. to each person that been why awesome. they were joining. It, it, yeah, good it's, call. It's hard to do that. something like that when you have to do a pilot and you it have is. to sell the series. That's true. It is. And all it is. Dumb shit. Um, but yeah, they could have. That, that would have been, a, I think, a much more palatable response from fans. Is that if you had done that, you would have been able to build each character more. That's true. I'm excited to see where they go with this whole, you know, the wacky Back to the Future. Yeah. I'm Time curious to see how much back and forth where we're going. Do. We don't need roads. Yeah. It's a lot of that. Well, yeah. there was a scene in the teaser where you see like Stein like looking at his his hand and like his wedding ring disappears. So like like weird little shit like that. So mm-hmm. it's just like the little like disturbances in the continuum. It's yeah, be, that's cool. Hopefully, they need I'm to also curious Nobody on how much they moms. bounce back and forth between their natural time. And the and the history moments, or if they're just gonna be jo- constantly just mm. jumping through history and never touching their their home. I hope it is some home because it would be kind of annoying. It's like this episode we're in 1970 in yeah, Africa. and that's kind of what I'm hoping they avoid too. <laughs> I, I feel like you need to have it grounded somewhere. Yeah, more than just the ship. All right, so switching gears, moving over to a Marvel franchise that just got started back up another mini series that you and i love i didn't a even lot. <laughs> i don't understand how i completely missed that it was coming back and then like last week i was looking at something i was like yeah next week what what <laughs> i knew it was coming back i just for some reason just phased it all out i was like oh yeah uh, i need to watch that <laughs> i still need to finish season one it's not even that I long it's eight episodes watch yeah i'm yeah, on like five <laughs> you're in the home stretch man. yeah i'm on two you're not in the there is <laughs> actually not a lot I have to say about this, I don't and it's much. not bad. I really all I have to do is summarize it realistically because we can see the the nuances in how it's moving. That's all it really is. Um, it's the same as it was, which is good. It like N- not, there's no if it ain't broke. Don't fix it. Yeah, there's no right, slowing right. down. Like yeah. the, the season starts and it's just like oh, okay, boom. Here's this. What do you think of uh, Dottie's fixation with Peggy now? I think it's cute. Like, yeah. and just no, it, like it, legitimately, honesty, just yeah. like yeah. Dottie was a phenomenal character in the first one. Mm. I need more of her, though. Like, it kind of like I need her to to represent what I've kind of thought of her now, because I think of her in the sense where like she was put into a very specific program to develop a very specific type of soldier. She sees Peggy and is blown away that this woman created herself. And I think that's the thing that we need to kind of address at some point during this season is the fact that she's so fixated on Peggy because Peggy self-created herself, like, in that manner. Like, make herself that awesome. There was a line where she, like, like girls who were brought up by, like, mm-hmm. Silver Spoons and blah, 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 blah who had Ooh. basically a, a great life yeah. in comparison to Dottie, who has been transformed by the Black Widow program. Yeah. Interesting, yeah. I, 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 I don't know why, but, like, when you mentioned the Silver Spoon, I just thought back to Kingsman. Like, that was yeah, one no. of the best things in that. Yeah. I love that movie. <laughs> that movie is excellent. I mean, Mark Miller is a 
he writes a lot for Marvel, mm-hmm. and that's why I love that movie too, is because you can see the airs of his his work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that that's cool that you said like that. You know, it brings back home like you know, it doesn't matter where you come up; mm-hmm. it's just what you do, what, yeah, what you, you do with your there. situation. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, like literally within the first ten minutes, they catch Dottie, and mm-hmm. for lack of a better way to say it, they move on. Yeah, it's like one of the great. Well, high I, I liked notes. the subtext of it because they revisit the clue that they find at the end and mm-hmm. why Dottie was going after a similar clue. And then they also weave through Jack Thompson's growth within the SSR. I loved uh, that Kurtwood Smith showed up as an FBI agent. Um, yeah. Yeah. Red huh. Foreman showed up. That's awesome. No um, shit. And he basically tells Jack Thompson, who's the main male, I wouldn't say the main male, the second male protagonist, in my opinion, of like. Well, he's the head, of, he's the head of the SSR now. Right now, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, that the SSR is Kurtwood? obsolete? No, no. This okay. Other guy, uh, Jack Jack I just was like, if he became... Chad Michael Murray. Oh, my God. If he had become a red, that would have uh, been so amazing. No, that would have been uh, so funny. Chad Michael Murray plays Jack Thompson, and uh, Jack Thompson oh, is the current head of SSR, and he's told that the SSR is an old agency that's kind of... Move, we've moved on. Oh. That was a wartime agency. We're no longer in war. We don't need it anymore. We need something more. Shield. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I was like, oh, we didn't get that last season. I hope it's this season then. <laughs> First episode. Oh, yeah, there it is. There's kind of the nod. Um, yeah, there's not a whole lot to really say. I like that they're kind of moving through small elements of classic storytelling with it because, mm-hmm. like, uh, I feel like that love interest is a little forced at this point. With uh, her and Sousa. Huh? With her and Sousa? No, not that one because Sousa's got a girlfriend. Yeah, but the end of the second episode, you can obviously see that, yeah. or the the second hour, yeah, that there's there's still obviously like some sort of there, yeah. But no, the the other Which, one, the scientist. Oh, now that he pretty much is borderline raping her, <laughs> not physically, <laughs> not physically, just like in his face. The amount of force he puts into the conversations to try and get like re- you know some kind wow. of like can we go out? Can we do this? Is like creeper status almost that was just such like a blunt thing to say in like peggy carter I'm where there's the so many person. people that are like this is great for women you yeah. know like heroic yeah. women and roles and then you're like he's raping her what to rape her no, no jesus really. oh my but god i almost flipped <laughs> sorry yeah no it's, i understand it's just if every time he's on screen with her it feels very much like he's trying to force this relationship onto her and it like there's that final moment in near the end of the second episode where he kisses her which, which and she doesn't look anywhere into it and she just moves on and he's like I was thinking of something completely different <laughs> you're like oh, god just which, shut is, up is he, that is he very... dead now what, what is going no. on um, I'm trying to remember because he they think he's dead yeah because of the zero matter zero matter ate him ate him yeah <laughs> what <laughs> but what's interesting about zero this, matter is a thing now okay <laughs> actually I think he might become the blue marvel oh uh, maybe hmm. Who's a uh, yeah? Wow. Okay. No, that, that just opened my mind up a little bit. Uh, Think about <laughs> it. Well, this whole time, just what? Okay. So the Blue Marvel <laughs> no is idea. one of Marvel's more recent characters, but he was retconned into being like one of their oldest heroes. Okay. Um, he's a black hero who long time wore like a, a solid costume, so he couldn't be shown because civil rights movement hadn't really kicked off yet, and all this other stuff. But in more recent years, he's very much become a very revealed character because he's like, nah, fuck it. Like, I am what I am. Sure. Um. But he has these insane powers, and I can't quite remember all of them off the top of my head. But he was also a scientist who came into contact with some kind of energy form. <laughs> nothing new there. Yeah, nothing new there. Um, but it has insane power levels once it's activated. And I think that Is it actually over might 9, be. 9,000? Sure. Let's just throw <laughs> some numbers at it. 
Um, <sighs> but what I was also going to say is Thank the you, old Peggy yeah. story was that um, she did a bunch of, you know, she uh, she got amnesia after after Cap got frozen. I forgot all about him, actually, for a long time. Oh, it came back after a long time, but there was a good period there where she didn't remember him at all when he was resurrected. That scene of Winter Soldier, man. Oh, my oh, God. Was so, I know. That scene was rough. Um, yeah. But they kind of just sort of wrote her down a little bit after that point in the comics because mm. there was no real reason to. But one thing she did do that actually incited a really interesting uh, Red Skull storyline was that she had a relationship with one of the mainline characters, uh, a black character, and that at the time, white woman with black man was very controversial and on the tip of Red Skull, who's like the most supreme racist out there, <laughs> tortured them both horrifically. And that's when Cap showed up, saved her, and actually brought back all the memories for her. Um, before mm. she was just slowly written out of the comics over time. That being said, that means that this, I think, is an allusion to that. Like, just a small nod to that, that this guy's kind of develop, trying to develop a relationship with her. I'm glad they're not hammering into it too much because it felt forced the whole time it was happening on screen. And we're done and we're past it. Yeah. As far as for specific uh, mm-hmm. plot points go, I don't think there's a lot I want to say. I, I was reading a little bit this morning just to like kind of like dive more into what I actually saw. And a lot of people are talking about how, you know, season one had connections with Captain America with Zola being there. Season two potentially has connections with well, Doctor it's got Strange. Madam Ass, but Doctor Strange with the Zero Matter. Ah. Maybe. Um, if this is going on the route that I think it is, though, we could be getting a much more interesting character than I ever expected to see on screen. I never expected. Like, Blue Marvel's one of those characters that sort of popped up out of the blue. Ironically enough, I didn't <laughs> think about that sentence. Like I said. Um, but grew on me very quickly because he was one of those characters, that's sort of like I'm like the second oldest hero, first person to ever have actual superpowers ever, and I've been underground all these years trying to like hide, and then comes out like you know roughly 2010 as a mainline hero on power level of a century who can just like destroy the universe with a <laughs> thought. And he's just like, yeah, I'm going to help people now. Sorry, guys. I've been gone for so long. Like Things weren't going too well before. Um, so I'm trying to look up the name of that doctor right now because I can reference that too. Yeah. But um, I think one of my favorite parts of the the episodes was the introduction of Jarvis's wife because she is such a oh polar my God, opposite I of Jarvis, it. and it's fantastic. I love that, like – Jarvis and Peggy were doing the judo wrestling moment, and then she walks out and sees him, and then just sort of blows it off as like, "Yeah, he's trying again, isn't he? Like, be good at fighting." While well, Jarvis is like on top Stick of thin, Peggy, looking, yeah, <laughs> and she just walks out. She just knows, like, to, she completely implicitly trusts Jarvis. That's the cool part about their relationship is he just like he's not trying anything. Like, I don't fucking care. <laughs> Okay. It's legitimately like Jarvis is this like so like clean cut, you know, loyal person. Proper. He wears he wears uh like he takes off his suit jacket and puts on an apron when he's at home cleaning everything. Like that's the kind of person he is. And then she's just there like as a flamboyant, fun loving character. Completely opposite and it's great. It's been fantastic. It has been fun. It's also Um, like cool just to see um Patty interact with someone who is close to the agency but isn't directly in them and mm-hmm. as who is also another female yeah yeah i've been really liking that because we we kind of saw her get into like a friendly relationship with her roommate 
in the previous season, but that was which why? So why? Fast. I completely forgot about her. Why did she leave? I don't even remember her did name. Did she get was, killed? She didn't get killed. Oh no, she left. Because yeah, no, no, no. Because you remember the the ending of the season is her. I can't remember her name. What is her name? Regardless, uh, Peggy and her move into one of Stark's like extra houses. There's a better way to say that, but <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, that's pretty much accurate. And now she's gone because since we missed this, the episode begins with Patty going to L- or Peggy going to um, L.A., which is where Sousa, who was a minor character in season one, now has a much bigger role, and he's the head of SSR in L.A. Mm-hmm. So different scene. It's a new season. We got to go new places. Hooray! Pretty much. Any luck finding his name? So his name is a uh, Jason. I think it's what I did. yeah, Jason Wilkes. Um, is not, the is this is Blue Marvel's name? No, so oh, his, his name is Adam Brashear. But the thing is, is it's the same essential origin story. Mm. You can change somebody's name, especially exactly. if they're not a popular. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so okay, no. yeah, even this, like in 1962, Adam received uh, a presidential medal from John F. Kennedy, and then like he was a scientist. Um, yeah, he was just a scientist throughout like the 60s, and then he got exposed to uh, the negative zone energies. And be from a negative reactor, trying to this almost the same storyline, like trying to develop a new form of energy that trumps uh, nuclear energy, gets power that's insane, and becomes a hero. So I, I could pers- theoretically see this guy becoming that kind of a character because that'd be a neat way to kind of introduce him into this universe in general, and then yeah. bring him back whenever. I mean. At the end of the day, like I've said before, with like Infinity War, you can pretty much throw anyone in a costume that you've introduced before, so long as it's just on screen to represent that hero. You don't need to tell a storyline with most of those heroes in that movie. If you want, to, like what they're saying, like sixty-two heroes for that film, whatever seventy-two. If they're I all, I don't, I don't believe that it's actually going to be like you know proper a time no. given to sixty some characters. But sure, there's going to be like background. That's, oh, hey, that's what I mean. Is we're just going to see characters yeah. floating around or flying or whatnot. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's not floating that. around. <laughs> just floofing about. I'm just picturing like Psycho Mantis, but like as a, as a superhero, he's <laughs> <laughs> floating around like levitating and shit. Oh, oh that's great. He feeds off anger. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, Agent Carter was fun. It's it feels just like where it ended last year in a way. It just picks right up and moves right on. Uh, into, she's kicking ass. Yeah, yeah. she's kicking it's ass. Kicking she's ass. Doing her thing. Everything's cool. Awesome. It's in LA now, so it's just a different backdrop. Oh, a little bit sunnier, a little bit hotter, as they all complain about in the first episode. That deputy or whatever that was the cold powers was weird. Well, what it was? was what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There no, you heard cop. me right. Deputy okay. cold person. So, like, we didn't go over a lot of the plot points, but like the first episode has like like a lady found in a lake, and she's like super frozen. I think it's referencing a real murder that happened out there. Oh, okay. Yeah. For a second, I'm like, basically, yeah. a body lady give them Excalibur. Um, it's you find out this cop was hired by Madame Mask's husband to basically cover up why this is happening because it's a side effect of them messing with zero matter and stuff like that. Yeah, and zero matter is like I said, their goal to uh, trump radioactive energy in the world just uh, skip that whole generation essentially in power so yeah it's kind of also what's nice about that is it's nipping at the tail end of what tony stark's goal is right now in the marvel continuity currently of that he's been trying to which is what is universal yeah yeah, yeah. so it's interesting to see that they're still going back and forth between all these pieces so so nicely without much effort and without much bashing against like other facts so I'm I'm curious to see how it moves ahead and you know everything that happens. 
Yeah, thinking about that. Those for today. Yeah, it was a really TV's good back. Um, it's funny me who someone was used to hate TV is now actively following. I think it's hilarious that me and John Luke ruined you on that. It, it, <laughs> it only took like what twenty years. <laughs> well, and I think. Well, it took us technically like man. an hour each. <laughs> no, yeah. Really, no, it was really only you with with Flash and, and then, Daredevil. And then Car- Carter didn't spiral up. I was gonna watch Daredevil. Like, yeah, it's just I sat you down that one night, and then you're like, "Fuck." <laughs> yeah, that's that one thing. That I was like, hey, "I'm gonna home watch this." <laughs> <laughs> well, that's another thing. Come March, we're gonna get season two of Daredevil with the Punisher. I'm and excited. They keep Damn. Talking, and oh they my god. Keep talking about how they're gonna also make it tied to Defenders more than any of these shows have yet, which is Excellent. fantastic. Uh, in addition, we also got the confirmation not too long ago that Punisher is getting his own series probably sometime yes. next year. We have a date on because the next series after Daredevil 2 will be Luke Cage. It should be Luke Cage, but there's also, since they've confirmed Jessica Jones season 2, those might be happening pretty close together. I thought I thought it was Iron Fist. It Iron might... Fist is the, the farthest one out right now. Is um, it? Okay. Not sure. They've only, all because the, like, there was a lot of rumors going around that that one was wiped off the slate. Because there was no talk. Of yeah, it for yeah I, I thought right. it had been. Right. Um, they finally addressed it, saying like, "Here's our producer for it," and that's as far as they've gotten. <laughs> yeah, with they're it. like, "And eh, we're just so you know, we're still, still working on it." It's because... like Kingdom Hearts, now in development. The oh. thing is, is I think it's difficult because <laughs> uh, Daredevil lightly touched on the clan that's going to be featured heavily in uh, Iron Fist, the one that's like out in Asia where he actually learns to get yeah. his powers. In addition, you've got to get through those storylines. You've got to set those characters up. You're yeah. dealing with a conflict now between Daredevil and Punisher because Punisher thinks he's an outlaw, essentially. You're going to have to have Jessica Jones develop her storyline more with Luke Cage. And then sometime in there, you got to present Luke Cage partnering up with uh, Danny Rand or being a friend of him. Yeah, when you put it that way, there is a lot. Like, you need to set up a lot. And I feel like to set up Iron Fist, you have to do Luke Cage first. And with Luke Cage, we have to kind of use... Jessica Jones is the launch pad for her, but she's also going to be really, he's going to be really tied to Night Nurse. And so we've got to set her up through Daredevils. Like all these shows kind of need to build up more. I just, I just like saying tied to Rosario Dawson. And now, cause like (laughs) every time you say Night Nurse, I'm just like, I can't help but do that now. It's weird to say cause like you say, like, oh, we have to do all this stuff. But then it's like, you look at it as each season is what, 12 hours of content? Yeah. It's enough time. Yeah, I mean the hard part is that they're they're doing a really good job of making you stay focused on the character that's the title of the show, no. and while meanwhile trying to build those backstories in there, like making Luke Cage having that relationship with Jessica Jones was really good. Like that they did that. It's just you can tell they made that a prime focus for a few episodes, and you didn't move much on Jessica Jones' actual storyline. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So that's the t- that's the give and take of these shows. We'll see what happens. I kind of now I'm thinking that we're probably not going to see Defenders until pretty it's much Infinity War. Probably at, at least, this point, yeah. We'll probably see it actually right before Infinity War comes out. Yeah, yeah that's about right. Um, yeah. So I guess uh, with that, that's our our podcast today. It's all right, yeah. We're back. We're we back. are back. We are Woo! back. Thank everyone. Thank Cody for the sweet intro. It's okay. It's no, it's sweet. all. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> it's pretty fucking awesome. Everyone asks, it's yes, good. it's it's highly influenced. Can by the thumbnail Megazan. for this picture include our logo over? Proto Man's face? Absolutely not. <laughs> it's, just, it's just a picture of Cody with his little Proto Man. Like, if we could get you a Proto Man helmet, can we yeah. get, get that as a picture? Oh, um, God. They have a Mega Man one on ThinkGeek. I'll, um, I'll, I'll email them. Make sure they yeah, make a Proto Man one. That's a great idea. Get Cody a Proto Man helmet. Um, but yeah, like I said, we're back. 
Um, we've got so much planned and talked for you guys. Um, Sweet new content on the way. Appearances yeah. and content and everything else that we're going to try and get done this year. So, it's crazy. Bing, bang, boom. Um, it's going to be crazy here for a bit, but stay tuned. Absolutely. Yes. And with that, go on and uh, head over to our Facebook, Geek Domination. Um, you can find us there. You can find us on Twitter, at Geek Domination, G33KDOMINATION. Have fun. Do it. Uh, you can follow any, well, me and me and Anthony here, mostly. Some John Luke as well. <laughs> Pretty rarely. Pretty rarely. <laughs> yeah. start I was thinking about making a new one with an actual Geek Domination tag. Yeah. I thought about that too for a little bit, but we'll see what happens. I'm yeah. Like, I don't know. Um, yeah. Mine is Jazzman4. Anthony. Uh, mine is uh, at Tyson Brothers. Uh, I also got an Instagram where you can do a Tyson Adventures. There you go. So fun times. Um, John Luke's. Um, my Twitter that I rarely use, but I might be adding some stuff to, is at the moment at JL underscore brutal. So brutal. Oh, that needs to stay. That's. I mean, <laughs> I fucking stay. I made that like four years ago. <laughs> yeah, that's staying right there. Um, Mine's non-existent. Cody's non-existent right now. You and can the our... streams on Tuesdays. We got talks. You know, yep. More yep. people are gonna start streaming. We're gonna have more weekly content. For yes. You guys. We're gonna figure out nights so that you know you can check in pretty much the same time on multiple nights of the week. Uh, you can head over to our YouTube channel. Um, Anthony's been uploading yeah, stuff Geek there. Domination. Uh, we're developing uh, a series with my brother for that, so that'll be really cool too once that gets going. And yeah, Ooh. you can follow us pretty much all over the place at this point. Um, We'll be doing stuff all the time. It's gonna uh, dominate email the us internet. at geekdominationlisteners at gmail.com if you want to comment or pose questions or whatnot for us. And if Whoa, you want to reach out. on the cast that we feel like it's appropriate. Uh, the, other, the last thing is that if you have any sort of business inquiries or anything like that, you can reach us at a different email that's featured on our Facebook. Yeah. Because we'll make it a, a difficult challenge Do for it. you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do it. Do Thank it. you guys for listening. Uh, we'll see you next time. Later. Bye. Bye.